Theory Podcast. Yes. Hello, people. It's alive. Um, as I was getting ready for this, I never realized how fun it is to speak over music. It makes you feel so cool. I don't know if you sound cool, but it makes you feel so cool. Anyways, welcome to Creative Theory Podcast, the show that brings you conversations with visual artists about how they got to where they got, what they, their day-to-day is like, what their struggles are, their goals, their advice, their thoughts in the art world, and a lot, a lot more. Today, well, this is going to be a really good one. Today in studio, we got a really amazing artist. Uh, I just found out she is also a world traveler, so we definitely have to get into that. Illustrator, designer, fine artist, and I'm sure a lot, a lot more. Tara Williamson, welcome. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> how's it going? Um, so yeah, I think I definitely want to get into the, all this uh, traveling stuff. Uh, but first of all, um, we worked together at Tom Cartoons, but actually, I have uh, met you on Artbreakers first. And That's I think right. Yeah. Uh, since have been uh, aware of your work, I guess since uh, last year. Uh, one fun thing I find about working with other artists especially is that you can kind of come over and peek at their stuff and uh, see what's uh, what everyone's doing because you can get kind of inspiration this way and I I don't I'm sure you probably can't talk about specifics of the project you're working on but no uh, but can you talk about the process of it because it's, it's really yeah. exciting to see you do this yeah um, I guess just just over the last two months um, I started uh, I started working on a pitch project for Atomic mm-hmm. so so essentially what that is is just like early look development for a maybe show. So that's about as much <laughs> as I can say. <laughs> it's a maybe it's show. It's super vague. But but yeah, it's it's sort of the most I feel like it's the most creative part of the process, mm-hmm. like right at the beginning. The blue sky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're like, no, just explore ideas. Have you done <laughs> something like that before? Uh, I have. I pitched to Atomic uh, oh, wow. with a friend yeah. last year. Um, so I went through that process, which is which is more like you bring them an idea and you develop that. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, so that, that was sort of like I already somewhat understood the process of pitching f- mm-hmm. through that. But this this is different because I'm doing it on behalf of the studio for a client. So and, and you mentioned you're also doing it in, in your style or similar to. Luckily, yeah. Okay. I think it's it's more like they actually tapped me to do this project because they wanted a sort of illustrative look. So that that's like never happened. I've you know for something years in the industry, which is not that much, but that's that's the first time they've been like, no, but like we chose you because of how you draw already. I mean, that's a really big nod or <laughs> a very nice compliment that people want you for you. Well, we'll see if the <laughs> show gets picked up <laughs> before. I like pat myself on the back too much. I guess is that the the weird part about doing this kind of pitches? I hear a lot. I mean, a lot of work just gets either shut. Yeah, not a lot, but it happens. Work gets shut down, and you can't even show anything. Yeah, well, we'll never. Maybe no one will ever see it. That's. I guess that's the the downside. Like talking to one of the older guys in the studio, um, he was saying that he's been doing pitch work for like the last ten years, and he's actually burnt out on it because so much of what you pour into it and develop just doesn't go anywhere. So it's not as fulfilling as a full project all the way through. And, and I'm sure it actually makes it even more challenging because you have to be beca- you have to reinvent yourself throughout every project, right? A little bit. I mean, I think I'm somewhat of a generalist, anyways. Like I tend to, I really enjoy like bouncing between mediums or like be- sort of pushing new styles. So mm-hmm. I think like uh, changing projects every couple months suits me. Every couple months. Not not maybe not that quick, <laughs> but you know, changing it changing it up fairly regularly i i've i've enjoyed that somewhat 
as long as the the project is cool. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. That's a yeah. big caveat. Otherwise, uh, yeah. But because I haven't, I've done a couple of projects where it was, you know, like you're saying, blue sky kind of trying to develop something. But it feels like, especially if it is a good project, and you get too excited about it, and you put so much love into it, and then yeah. it doesn't work. Well, I'm a little bit okay. worried. I mean, that's sort of what I'm feeling with this. I just, be, I mean, I'm sort of the only artist on the project thus far. That's awesome. And that's yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of like, oh, if this doesn't go anywhere, I'm going to be especially disappointed. Whereas, like, I think with with other studio work, especially, you probably feel this. You you have a little bit of a distance from it. So, like, regardless of where it ends up, you're like, well, it was a group effort. I don't, I'm not as personally attached to that work. It's it's very healthy to have that di- <laughs> distance. I think otherwise, you can get hurt. Yeah, you really yeah. Fun. Well, it's it or like I mean, and it goes through so many iterations, and it gets changed so much, and changes hands so much that by the end of the, when the show airs, you're like, well, it is my work, but um, so it's easier. Yeah. I feel like it's easier to get emotionally distant from that kind of work versus your own work, obviously. Yeah, and I think there's a weird pass off where you do where you start out in the beginning it's like it's mine because th- you're starting from zero and people yeah. want to see ideas but then once the critique comes in eventually you have to decide like okay this is not mine anymore yeah yeah I- i'll do what you tell me to do and yeah you <laughs> i feel like you learned year one in animation you're like oh right yeah this is this is what that is i can't get attached to anything yeah like, I still have, there's, like, a design graveyard that I have, which is just a <laughs> folder at work. That's a good term. I haven't used it yet. Tell me more. Where, yeah, where it's where, like, I don't know, where, like, designs I like go to die, you know, <laughs> where, like, they're they're not going to go anywhere. They've already been iterated out of that that place, but you like them. Oh, you just like that stage you're saying. Yeah, or that ah. stage, or even it's just, a, or, like, this isn't in the shot anymore, or this isn't yeah. in the show anymore, and you're like, no, but I like it. So, you know, you just, uh, I tend to sort of save off some of that stuff just because I'm like, well, you never know. Yeah. Like, I wonder if it would be allowed. Like, I know each studio policy is so different. Like, Oh, it's, yeah, you have to ask it for everything. But often they don't want to even show progress work, right? No, because yeah. then, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I You'd have to talk to a yeah, lawyer yeah. to figure out why <laughs> that is. I don't want to talk to any lawyers. <laughs> it's my art. I just want to show yeah. art. <laughs> yeah, no, it's weird. It's sort of like my own, like, I don't even really show anyone else. Like, and sometimes it's not even necessarily good work in that folder it's just uh, for whatever reason i like liked it and mm. yeah well that, that makes it good work oh whatever <laughs> <laughs> uh what was it you just mentioned off the top you pitched a project to atomic right okay so actually wait before we uh, before we do that i don't know if i did a good uh, um introduction you're a designer at atomic i guess I yeah we mentioned yeah. that and atomic cartoons because we're, uh, we're clearly <laughs> speaking just like friends atomic cartoons is an animation studio in vancouver and uh, that's where we're at. Anyway, so now yeah, we have the okay. pitch. <laughs> <laughs> right, because we just assuming, know. I'm assuming everyone knows everything. Yeah. Um, right, okay. So uh, Atomic is one of, is a studio that accepts uh, in-house pitches. So they, like, anyone who works there can come to them with an idea and say, hey, how about we make this into a show? And, and you go through that process with them. And so um, it, this whole thing for me actually started, I was thinking about, a bunch of my friends were doing them at the time at the studio and I was like oh that's neat I kind of think I I, maybe I want to do that I didn't have any idea really Mm -hmm. yet you just knew you wanted to do it I kind of knew that it was something I wanted to try so um what ended what actually happened was I my I went to through the idea program at Capilano Mm -hmm. um like eight years ago or something and uh last year they approached me to do a mentorship project with one of their final students so like third year student or something and they're Mm -hmm. like hey do you want to like take this student 
through like a project as like an art director and you sort of help them develop something. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that sounds neat. Sure, why not? And so uh, I ended up doing that. Uh, it was actually, the student was my friend already. So oh, that okay. worked out that super helps. well. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of why I said yes. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and so we sat down and initially we were maybe gonna do like a portfolio piece, but I was like, well, I kind of want to do this pitch anyways. Why don't we structure your project as a pitch, as a pitch yeah. and I'll just p and I'll just play art director and we'll we'll develop that. And uh, I wasn't intending to pitch it at all, but mm -hmm. I did go to Atama. I was like, hey, I'm doing this project with this student. We're gonna shape it like a pitch. What would I need to do? And they're like, what do you mean? What would you? Why don't you? Like, why don't you just pitch it? Oh, awesome. Uh, so a, I was like, nice oh, response. well, yeah. cool. Okay. And how did that go? Um, it went really well. It was like, uh, it didn't get picked up, mm. um, obviously, because I'd probably be working on it now. But do you know why? Yeah, we got an incredible amount of feedback from like all sorts of different sources. Matt, uh, Matt Berkowitz is our pitch yep. guy at Atomic, mm -hmm. and he was super helpful. And like he's so experienced, he's really oh, yeah, it was crazy. Guy. Like yeah. he sent us like this. He we sent him all these PDFs, all the you know the presentation. We went through the whole process. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, we got an incredible page in notes of of like stuff that needs to change. And I mean, we're both artists, so like all of the notes were story notes, and like you guys don't know how to write scripts. <laughs> this is and so actually that's what I was going to ask because you mentioned um, feeling like you want to create a, a pitch, and a, it's a it's a tricky thing to do because. Uh, as creatives, we want to tell stories. I mean, that's really mm -hmm. a big thing. But storytelling visually and then storytelling... Very like different. As, uh, uh, really, I, uh, I'm trying to remember. Someone was someone was saying a quote, but I'm going to butcher it. I don't remember who <laughs> told this to me. But, oh, actually, I think so. I think it was Neil Gaiman who would say... He, he would say... Neil Gaiman is a... Oh, yeah, uh, no, I know. Writer. I know. I mean, For sure. Know, incredible, yeah. incredible. Great writer. And so <laughs> one thing he was saying, it's funny that these visual artists or these creatives, they spend their whole lives learning how to draw and then one day they decide they want to be a writer and they hope like plan to do it to get good in like a week or something like that yeah <laughs> which is i mean it, it's funny and it's not a well i'm not i'm i'm not saying it like i i don't want to make it sound like a negative but the cool what i'm saying is so many creatives do want to tell stories and they do but it's just a matter of like that specific skill is such a challenge it's such a challenge it takes as much training as yeah. what we've all done but i mean i think me and jess thought maybe we could because we'd both like written comics and you know, I, so you I have writing experience. Yeah, right? somewhat. Yeah. Like, uh, off and on, I've sort of, like, poked writing as, like, an option. Mm -hmm. But uh, <laughs> not writing for TV. <laughs> and that's another Because that's, like, we got, like a lot... Of, yeah, and I mean, it's more just, like, yeah, like, structural as well. Because you have to think in arcs and, like, think in, oh, like, how many... How short are these episodes going to be? Mm -hmm. Like, contain it within yeah. this five-minute section. Like, it's it's very... It's a very unique way of writing, and neither of us knew what we were doing. But, yeah. I mean, I think there's... Like, we both talked about going back to it and, like, revisiting it and, and trying again. But, I mean, we're both crazy busy now. So it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. But, but no, I mean, the, the pitch process that we went through overall was hugely, like, really, really cool learning experience mm -hmm. as far as... And actually, I haven't thought of it, but you're right. Writing for TV specifically, especially if you want to have, like, overarching arcs, like, from season That's to season. That's what you were trying to build. It was crazy. <laughs> and then contain it within, like you're saying, an episode and keeping each episode have its own story and then sure. can, yeah, yeah I mean that's and I mean and we were trying to we ended up building like a, a story world that was way too big for children's so television right yeah ambitious. yeah oh inevitably because we're both again we're used to writing comics where yeah. there's no limit you can really just well especially when you're doing for yourself right that's yeah exactly I mean, you can you can do anything you anything you want yeah <laughs> um let's see I got some questions but actually while we're on the comics side you you have made some 
Right. Uh, I two three. <laughs> sort of, I would say like sort of w- one or two, but they've all been like short, really short format, like non. They're non-traditional, like mm. short story, little like zines almost, or like. Why would it be not non-traditional? What do you mean by that? Well, like the sort of thirty-six page standard, like and multi, ah, okay. you know, episode like various comics will come out in a series, mm-hmm. like six maybe in a series. I've I've no I've only ever really done mini comics, which is just like this short little piece, mm-hmm. and it's in comics format, but it's not really attached to anything else. What was it? Why, why did you? Is it is this similar uh, drive as the pitch drive? Ah, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I think like I think, I don't know. I suffer from a lack of direction, I guess. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, over the last like 10 years, I didn't, like I ended up in animation. It sort of feels like, like I don't know if I necessarily, once I saw it as an option, I pointed myself in that direction. But mm-hmm. I've been sort of like projecting out in all these different ways mm-hmm. ever since I graduated, trying to figure out what, I wanted to do something creative for sure. Just mm-hmm. like wh- what, what world do I want to be operating in? And I, for me, it's like I, I didn't care. It could be comics. It could be fine art. It could be animation. It could be like who knows? Could I just I tried graphic design for a while, like cool. really sort of. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what you're saying. You, you're okay with all, all everything. It kind of excites you, draws you to it, which is why you ended up doing a comic. I think I think so. Yeah, I think I wanted to. I think for me, it's like you don't really know if you're gonna want to be doing that until you actually try and do it. Mm-hmm. So like you, and, and I've never really regretted trying to make it in, in various different. Well, that, well that's a, the best attitude. <laughs> I, I hope it when is. When people yeah. ask, oh, how do you do this? I mean, you just Well then, I mean, and then I talk to like specialists, specialists who just like, they get out of school and they've been animation this whole time mm. and they're all, you know, they're all art directors now. And I'm like, okay, well like focus <laughs> pays off too. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just not, I don't know if it's in me to, to not want to try different stuff all the time. Do you think it's in you yet, or it just isn't? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> uh, yeah, because one of the first questions I, I, I was thinking for you is that visiting your website, I mean, from game art to character design to comic books to print, I mean, you've done everything, and it's... Or I'm, I, I don't know if everything. I'm sure you can keep yeah, finding all the other... More. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely is. Art world is huge, but it's cool that, uh, to me, because I can relate to you in that, way because I get excited about a lot of things yeah. and I want to pursue a lot of them as well. I feel like maybe, Liz, I always feel like I suffer from not, like I just don't have enough life to, or like you want to live all these different lives somewhere. Like I could see a like really cool like career path in almost every one of those mm-hmm. disciplines. It's just a matter of like, eventually I have to choose something. <laughs> yeah. Right? So that's sort of where I'm at now. Like I have somewhat chosen animation as a, as a I liked it enough. It felt, it felt creative enough in the right way mm-hmm. for me to start to pursue it more focused, mm-hmm. as we were talking about. But when you say you don't have enough, you said, is that how you say you don't have enough life? I said it badly. I, it's more just like y- there's all these possibilities, mm-hmm. and you could almost see like a really good yeah, yeah, yeah. life in each and every one of yeah. them. It's just a matter of like I, eventually you have to choose something. Yeah. I thought what you're talking about, about is you don't have enough life to have experience to to have li- life experience to get into these but i guess it's oh, a no, different it's, topic it's, yeah, yeah, yeah that that we can talk about that later but yeah, one, yeah. but uh <laughs> no this is more just like i don't have enough years in me to like pursue all these things as much as i'd like which to. which is the reality of life is that yeah yeah about? it's more yeah, just yeah, like yeah, a yeah. human no. thing where you're like oh like i can sit like who who doesn't just sit there and be like well what what if i was a tattoo artist yeah, like yeah. i could do that <laughs> i guess i think about 
I definitely think about this a lot. And uh, actually, one of the guests, uh, Yusuf, uh, who was on here, and you know Alan Parker as mm-hmm. well. I these guys. To Wait, me, when did Alan do? Uh, we did. We did actually. I mean, maybe like a year ago when I was practicing or when I was planning to do this podcast. But then mm-hmm. before I had a chat with Savon Radier here, we actually he helped me. We did some tests. You should get him back on. Oh no, he's definitely coming <laughs> back. I, I got a my doc uh, uh, word doc here of like all the people I want to get on the show. Anyways, but him, I really enjoyed talking to him and Yusuf because they're both and I'm you know we can name a lot more people mm-hmm. who are like that as well. But they're both interested in a lot of things, but they had this clear path of how that all comes together. Because if the road leads you to art directing, uh, it's it, it's smart to be have experience in these multiple avenues yeah and they start developing really specific skills yeah. to get them there so. totally and, and, and so if I'm that's the goal that. right you're <laughs> not you're not uh, running towards our directing position yet i mean i am i feel like now that i've been in animation for for a little while it feels like the natural progression of, of like my my skill set especially because mm-hmm. i am a little bit of a generalist and because i i like trying at different mediums and i like creative control yeah <laughs> I mean, it, it feels natural to yeah. move towards that. And I've, I've been told by other people in the industry as well that, that that's probably a good way for me to go. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so I mean... But, okay, pe- people say a lot of things. What do you want to do? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I want to try it. Yeah? Like okay, I said cool. before, like I don't... I, I personally, like, I don't know until I'm in it <laughs> whether or not it's something that I want. That's fair enough. That's, yeah. So... So yeah, I've, I've definitely, I think that's partly why my resume is all over the place is because like, well, I'll try it out and yeah, let's yeah. find out whether it's it's a, an option. Are you giving yourself a deadline for when you have to commit to something? <laughs> no, no, I should. <laughs> no, maybe not. Just keep no, I, sh- I probably should. I was, I think, yeah, listening to one of your podcasts a little while ago, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they were talking about like setting those five-year, 10-year yeah, yeah, goals. Yeah, yeah. And he even put you on the spot being like, what's your 10-year goal? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> And yeah. I feel that I feel it's that myself a, a little bit. Like like if I think f- five years ahead and now. I mean, yeah. Who, who Do you have those? So you, I tr- I'm gonna try. You just asked yourself for me, so yeah, please yeah. tell me. <laughs> I mean, okay. Somewhat, I would like to be art directing at that point. If I'm still in animation, mm. um, which I somewhat plan to be right now, I think I would like to be at least uh, art lead or art directing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be an animation. Maybe games would be. I've 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 always kind of wanted to try game design. We'll see if that. Try everything. I do. That's <laughs> what I'm, I like. Don't have enough lives to yeah, to I, try I all the things totally I genuinely want to try. Um, but so like yeah. So like that's my. I think that's my biggest struggle is just like okay, Tara, pick something. Like pick <laughs> something and pursue that. Um, and then and then whenever I do focus. Mm-hmm. I d- it does it works out really well. It's just, I think I, th- I think that's what what it is to learn. Finally, that you're an adult is when you figure <laughs> out. Oh wait, there's like life is actually, yeah. You don't have all the time. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think, and I've been operating, especially even in animation, a little bit. Like I think it's only been in within the last year or so, and Alan can relate this too. Where, where I've started to really think, oh, like I could just do this forever, but but it's it's just. It's it's there's no momentum like I can just be a designer mm-hmm. forever, but I don't think that's enough for me. I think to to satisfy to be happy. Yeah, to well, I think it's not. I I st- like over the last year, like last year especially, I started to sort of hit a wall as far as like how fulfilled I was at work mm, yeah. because I 
like once you solve the initial problem of a new show, which is like, okay, new style, mm-hmm. new pipeline, whatever, once you solve all that, it's just execution. Then it's just and, production. And yeah. the way my brain works, like I kind of want to like, I mean, we're always putting out fires, but like I want to be problem solving mm-hmm. kind of all the time. And so I think for me to do that, I have to move out of just production design. I guess. Or just move basically high, I think, right? Yeah, I I inevitably, yeah. yeah. Be careful what you wish for. I know, no, and I, <laughs> I, like I, every time I hang out with art directors, they're like, "You're crazy. You and don't is, want this." That's what I. So I wanted to ask you: Is that would you be willing to let go of basically producing or, you know, generating art? Yeah, just at work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think. I mean, that was sort of the big question I posed to myself last year: Was like, like, are you okay with not drawing at work? And I think the answer is yes. But again, I, until I try it, I have no idea. But I do yeah. at least want to try it because I think. Um, I mean, right now the work I'm doing is really creative at work. So it's like generative and Mm -hmm. I go home and I paint and that's great. Like it's all, everything's good. But maybe when I'm on a project that's a little bit more, I don't know, formulaic or like uh, the kind of work that you're generating is mm, just production stuff. Like you're really just generating, you're generating turnarounds, you're generating production backgrounds and it's all very like systematic. Mm -hmm. That I don't do so well with. Oh, and Just I completely understand. Sitting you. down and generating, like, without really being, like, you sort of lose a lot of the creativity, and so I could h- happily give that up. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's also more common, at least from my observation, in 2D animation rather than 3D. Yeah. I think a little bit. Or at least that's what I felt like, uh, kind of observing people working on 2D while I was on the 3D show. It felt like, just because for backgrounds, it's like you're saying, especially, you know, in a 2D animation, you're often reusing assets that are already existing mm-hmm. to kind of blend them together because yeah. the look is so d- distinct and defined. Yeah, no, it's all like efficiency management, how yeah. to get all these designs to be the most efficient. And like some people are really drawn. There's like a billion different types of artists out there. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just more drawn to being, to just sort of freeform blue sky, like you said, creation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think I could give up being uh, like a technical artist at work and do that in my free time, as long because I still think like there's the, you're still being creative yeah, somewhat. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. a lot yeah. more meetings, mm-hmm. which nobody likes. But <laughs> That's right. but I think you still like I mean like the, the creative control that mm-hmm. you get and the sort of the greater vision and orchestrating all these other artists and and I think there's like an aspect of my personality that enjoys that as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe maybe it'll be a really good fit. We'll see. You never know. Yeah, I guess like you said, you have to Hopefully. try to find out. As long as they give you free time, right? That's another. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know everyone I know works too much. <laughs> that seems to be the yeah the, the connection between mm. everyone working in this uh, animation field and even games, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It seems like the bigger the yeah. Unless the bigger the bigger the paycheck, the the less time you have. And then the less art you do. Yeah, I mean it, it's interesting because like I've never I feel like I somewhat. And I've talked to some other artists about this. Like, I draw somewhat compulsively. Like, I don't know if that's a cre- like not maybe you not the word. Gotta explain a little bit more, yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe that's not the word, but it's like, I'm I'm just e- outside of work. Even if I'm not generating something that I'm super excited about, I am still like I can't not draw. Yeah, yeah. Like, just I can't do it. So. That's because we're weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like artists drawing all the time. Yeah. So even if I wasn't necessarily like super creative at work I think I would it would it would balance out Mm -hmm. um, in the rest of my time and so then uh, I guess the next question in my head would be then how do you um, continue improving your skill because that's another tough one or do you let go of that idea eventually 
I think that I'd be refining a different skill set. During your free time, or you mean at work? Well, both. Yeah. Somewhat. You'd be. You'd be. It'd be all about big picture thinking and mm-hmm. and learning how to orchestrate a, a large team of artists to execute like a singular vision. Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's its own skill set for sure. Um, which is, I mean, it, for me, it doesn't. For me, I don't have to be challenged hugely technically as an artist to okay. feel fulfilled. I think I just need to be challenged full stop. That's cool. Because um, it, yeah. it like, I've I've you know hobby stuff like I dabbled in like trying to learn how to you know I love learning new languages I love learning music so Mm -hmm. like there's there's other ways to to feed that I think it it sounds like you know yourself quite well at this point (laughs) would you say that no I well I'd be I'd hesitate to say that (laughs) okay maybe at least it sounds like you know what not to do yeah I think I've fallen into the trap of like tying too much of myself into being technically good as an artist and it's yeah. not good for your emotional state if you know that's a weird if one you, to if you if you aren't yeah and yeah, and i think one. yeah exactly and also like it feels like the way like if i per- if i track my progression as an artist there's these like long plateaus where you're not really like you've hit a certain level of skill and then it takes a little while there needs to be something that really changes radically changes for you to do another like growth mm-hmm. spurt i guess have you found any tricks to <laughs> that are you gonna are you willing to give away secrets i, I mean <laughs> it's hard on a on an audio podcast to talk about like technical <laughs> tricks but i mean let's try okay we don't have <laughs> i don't know life drawing yeah that's no, a, the yeah. only thing i ever like hands down recommend to anyone mm-hmm. who wants to get better at drawing is like life drawing in a studio setting where you have a model but honestly just taking your sketchbook everywhere you go mm-hmm. and and drawing from life as much as possible no you can never do enough no it's one of those things where no matter who you ask no matter if it's an artist like 40 years experience or one year every single one of them they all say the same thing and that's because it's like like it's like that's what works it's 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 basically gym for artists and yeah exactly you don't like going to the gym sometimes but you have to (laughs) (laughs) i kind of like going i like in that context yeah i i love doing like plein air drawing is one of my favorite things in the world oh i i think well, I would say a lot of people do love it. I think it's just a matter of actually executing on that uh, yeah. wish. You know, it's, it, it's yeah, that's either true. getting out. I'm actually very impressed. Um, have you read that um, uh, the Richard Schmidt book, uh, Alla Prima? No. Okay, I, I can send you yeah, yeah. the PDF. Although, maybe. You can write it down I should, for me I shouldn't, I'll I shouldn't say I'll send you a PDF. <laughs> I'll say, we'll buy a book. No. You'll, He's you'll incredible. I, want to, yeah, I actually should own that book. But you would see in his book... Um, I mean, he's all about painting from life. That's mm-hmm. uh, incredible, incredible uh, draftsman, well, oil painter. James Gurney as well oh, would yeah. be the one that I'd be like, there's a guy For sure. that spent his whole life yeah. painting from life. But looking at Richard Schmidt's book, he would have these paintings that he would do in winter, and, <laughs> and uh, he would write a little blurb under it. And it's like, okay, this one I was painting, but then my hands were freezing too much, so I stopped painting <laughs> and went back, and then I finished in the studio. But, you, you know, that kind of dedication to... The craft, the, the I don't know if I have that. <laughs> that's what <laughs> those I'm saying, guys are like. That's their career. Yeah, that's yeah, their whole life. Yeah. I'm just saying we should do it. It, it just sometimes oh, can't. Yeah. You know, it's like if, if it's raining in Vancouver, if it was James Gurney, he yeah. would be on the on a corner covered yeah, in a would, plastic he? sheet or something. And totally. And his yeah. little like travel stool and yeah. the whole bit. No, no, you're right. If it rains, I'll probably just stay home and draw <laughs> fantasy creatures. Or hey, it's something. okay. You're drawing. You're, you're making. Your <laughs> I really, I, uh, just before the show started, you showed me your little travel kit. I gotta get, uh, I gotta get something like that. Yeah, I'll send you the link to where yeah. I picked it up from. They're great. It's, uh, it's actually all the little. We're talking about a little <laughs> travel watercolor set, yeah. um, and I started carrying it around. It's actually a, 
a shout out to Laura Buffano for what up? <laughs> hey, Laura. you should get her on You're here super as well. cool. oh yeah it's happening. it's happening um so yeah she me and her uh right around the same time I think both started like getting into like painting plein air mm-hmm. like taking little watercolor sets mm-hmm. out around cafes and around she's I mean she does it so much more than I do like she has a whole like show and plus sketchbook. she's a hiker so it helps yeah right <laughs> <laughs> avid hiker and yeah exactly hiker. and and her and her husband are both artists so like he has the patience to sit around while she does like a two-hour <laughs> sketch or something um like i try and go with a friend and they're like oh, yeah i know it's been like 20 minutes can yeah. we go get a beer you gotta bring artists yeah One yeah of those things. exactly yeah um <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah so it's a yeah it's just like a little travel watercolor set and it's about the size of a tin of mints or something yeah. really tiny and yeah and i honestly there's like i initially put it together for traveling for for going traveling like mm-hmm. we we're talking about just because you have to keep your kit really small when you're backpacking mm-hmm. so, so yeah that's that's initially what i what it and then i've just carried it ever since because it's great to have it's the best habit it's yeah, a, it's, yeah. It's, it's especially fun. for an artist but one thing i want to try to get and i think i'll just have to build it because it's so hard to find but the like a travel kit for oil painting. Oh, good you luck. Know, the, I know, right? So Jesus. That's, like, a, because I uh, follow this guy, uh, Jeremy Lipking on Well, Instagram. how do you, like, because it takes so long to dry, so how would you? So, but I think what they end up doing is just like you, I've seen some setups where when you carry the easel on your back, and it usually be like a tiny square on the back of it, you can either you put the painting inside, but it's, uh, it's, uh, you kind of, hold it inside so it doesn't bounce around but there's space between the front hmm. anyways i mean i'm sure you can uh, come up with a setup what i'm saying is it is difficult to come That's up with crazy. a really good setup yeah or i've seen guys where their fa- painting would be attached to the back of the easel and facing out so when you walk with it it just like basically hope nobody like runs into you yeah <laughs> or like particles don't. yeah yeah. but i know it doesn't have to be oils but if that's the preferred medium and lately right it's been one of those for me it'll be pretty nice but then you know it means buy smaller tubes of oil paint yeah. and uh, i mean all of it even one of those little yeah. cases that keep it all like sealed in yeah. or whatever and i bet you can get turpentine one. to carry i mean that's another way like, like a lot of stuff oil involved. is messy yeah it's <laughs> it's like such as i haven't painted I in oils in to. years yeah. just because i don't have the studio space for it yeah it's smelly and it's messy and yeah it's exactly that. so yeah. i mean i think that's why like more than like i like acrylic a lot and i like oils a lot but i think like water meter was always a big draw for me only because it's like super portable mm-hmm and it's super it plays really well with other mediums so i tend to there's like a lot of colored pencil mm. like mm. after the fact and uh yeah there's like it it i don't know it just seems the most versatile that's why lately i've been getting into more into watercolor yeah i've seen reason. those those are yeah. great it's also easier to do at home you can just yeah exactly that's setup. that's honestly like over and over that's what i'm coming back to i think it's because and I and I come back to traditional media, especially because we spend eight hours a day on a computer. Exactly. So like yeah. the last thing I want to do, even though like the the work that's that would s- be the most effective for doing like portfolio work or for doing like <laughs> like the smart thing would yeah, be yeah. go home and draw on my that's tablet. Yeah. And I bought this like state of the art thing, and I never use it because I, I get home and it's the last thing I want to do is turn on my computer. Yeah. So does that? I was gonna say, does it mean? you like m- one more than the other or does it just no. mean because you get to do one I think already? I just burn out on the oh, yeah, one yeah, and yeah, then that's, that's how I feel because I think when I, I I took a break um maybe like two years ago mm-hmm. from the stu- like I think I did like six months of just just doing my own thing a little bit strong yeah that was back when I had a cheaper apartment so I cannot <laughs> do that <laughs> anymore helps, yeah. but 
but it was it was neat. It was like I took the summer off a little bit, and I was just working on portfolio stuff. And yeah, every day I was working on on the tablet. So like it's because not, you're not doing it for work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 so yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I can, I I enjoyed it. Like I genuinely enjoyed doing digital back then. But like yeah. I think it's that's that's it's like you burn out on one and you don't want to do mm-hmm. the, do it anymore. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why I go home and do something else. And I also feel guilty about not doing more. Shouldn't ever feel guilty though, because like we really, <laughs> I get that too. But like at the end of the day, you have a a, a nine to five job of generating art, like this that was another thing that i sort of like been pushing myself into this mm-hmm. last year is like s- like i was like torturing myself to do more work when i got home from work and like taking on freelance and and taking on like lots of art shows and lots of like so much extra stuff because i just felt like i wasn't pursuing uh <laughs> being an artist enough even though i had a job as an artist i was like no it's not enough and yeah, no, I completely, that was partly that break because I completely yeah. just burnt myself. It's funny uh, that you said the word torture. <laughs> Tortured yourself as work. I don't know. It's, I'm being dramatic. <laughs> but, uh, but it could feel like that, especially when you don't want to do it. And you well, that's, it does. It, it, it's, I mean, the, the gym analogy is pretty accurate there <laughs> where you're like, oh, Christ, I said I'd do this. So I really have you're to going now. to the gym every day. Yeah, but like every day, nonstop, 10-hour days, the wh- all the yeah. way. It's like yeah. it's it gets to a point when it's like it becomes there's nothing else in your life mm-hmm. but work and and that that's no good i think it's easy to forget that also life is not about work the whole idea of like oh i need to work on portfolio but is that all it matters yeah <laughs> is that all it really yeah matters? no i mean yeah. it's tough too because like i mean that's true yes yeah. but also you got a bunch of hungry students coming it's up and like yeah everyone around you is improving all the time the other side of the coin basically. yeah exactly so like yeah if you honestly if you do want to stay competitive i do somewhat still feel like i i have to Mm -hmm. but i try i i realized that the pace that i was trying to do that before was too aggressive and Mm -hmm. draining and so now i do i still do portfolio work Mm -hmm. but i tend to try and space it out between fun like (laughs) nobody cares projects and not fun portfolio stuff yeah yeah i'll just (laughs) alternate it's so fun too, but yeah, it's just so uh, it's it's tough. It to is do it fun. After. That's yeah. the f- that's the frustrating thing. Is like it is. It's not like it's work not fun it. work. It's just no. Yeah. I know it's work. Yeah, so. yeah, totally. Okay, we're jumping around quite a lot, which I I, I like quite a lot. But uh, yeah, so this giant list of questions. That's what okay. I always do to myself. But um, let's go back to you. so the fact that you do so many different types of art. Um, which one have you found most challenging so far, out of all the things you try to pursue? That's a tough question. Um, that's. I mean, they all have their own challenges. I guess. I mean, yeah. I guess. I honestly, animation maybe just because it's uh, like 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 we talked about. I'm sort of more. My background is illustration, mm-hmm. so it was a pretty big. Like I had the technical skills to do the work, but it was like a real learning curve to get into drawing for animation, especially especially mm-hmm. character design, yeah. um, which is not. Uh, it's not intuitive for me to draw with an animation line. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't learn how to draw with the foundation being movement or mm-hmm. being like movement capable. So like that, that the process of like learning how to do that properly has been mm-hmm. quite a challenge. And have you found uh, a bit of a leading question? Have you found that pursuing a different medium gets rid of those plateaus that you talked about, you know, in your skill level? Um, 
Like, do you mean like after work doing my own stuff, or do you mean what just I mean like, just by per, by or like pushing myself within the industry into different? Even just yeah, so trying to do like, let's say you pick, you did a comic book, or you did some right. prints. Does does that yeah. overall? What I'm asking, do you find that trying different things overall increases your skill level? I don't know about overall, but it does. You get the same, <laughs> you get the same like chemical reaction in your mind from learning a new skill as you would from progressing overall technically as an artist mm -hmm. you you go through that oh my god i figured it out mm -hmm. process of like rapid learning so i think yeah i think like it fulfills the part of me that wants to acquire knowledge and learn new things whether it makes me a better overall artist i don't know, <laughs> you don't know? i okay. really i couldn't i couldn't speak to that i i mean maybe the best way to gauge it would be to like go back four years ago and look yeah, at my work yeah, then yeah. and like try and like figure it out but I don't know. I find it creative and fulfilling. So, like, at the end of the day, like, I don't know if my end goal is necessarily to be technically the best artist, mm -hmm. but I do want to keep learning, I guess, and so I want to keep, like, pursuing new skills and new knowledge. So I think the end result of doing all of that will lead... It so far has led to nice. me becoming a better artist, but, but yeah, I don't know. And it's actually very challenging overall doing studies ra rather than like imaginative work because mm -hmm. that, uh, it's like you're saying, you know, how much of technical skill do you want to pick up and how much of creativity yeah. do you want to involve in there as well? And if I'm being perfectly honest, I tend to do almost 90% imaginative work, just that's cool. That's your, messing that's your around versus, yeah. versus doing like good plein air studies. But I, again, whenever I do the, the sort of homework type, uh, <laughs> drawing i do improve like i can see improvement when i when i push myself to do that stuff mm -hmm. so. the question that i just asked i found that i think i'm noticing i feel like doing watercolors and then transitioning those into oils if it doesn't make me better i found that it helps me solve issues that i had in one medium but by doing the other one i'm like oh i could do this in this one mm -hmm. in a similar manner so that, that i found that helped yeah, yeah. I think maybe that's there's there's something in bouncing around between all these mediums is like when you're working in traditional media, there's like a subset, there's like limitations in each medium, and mm -hmm. so you're sort of forced to work around that, and that's part of where the like really fun creative stuff happens. Totally, and you're just like learning different kind of uh, problem solving. Yeah, which exactly. Applies, which yeah. is again always what I'm kind of chasing. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think, and I agree. Like, I think like the the problems that I learned how to solve doing traditional media apply hugely to my digital work because mm -hmm. then you can be like oh well like this is how this would work in that medium and you can sort of emulate some of those effects and actually and especially it seems like the trend of making digital paintings feel like traditional is becoming more and more uh, popular it feels yeah, like that big, yeah well i think it's like we're breaking like i think initially when it was popular it was like oh wow look it's a new medium mm -hmm. it's a new look like yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's this new di should look digital because it's a digital medium but now we're sort of like creeping back the other way maybe mm -hmm. And I always wonder if that's people's appreciation for and like longing for things feeling handmade in general or traditional. I think there's a little bit of that happening right now. I mean, 2D animation and Disney that's movies true, are on actually. a pedestal and probably always and forever will be. So, But a lot of the indie stuff, like we were talking earlier about Song of the Sea or like any yeah, of yeah. these other like sort of more independent projects that are coming up tend to have a really like unique look or like specific. Or even... Uh, Look, I don't think it's out yet. What Isle of Dogs is that the name of the movie? Right, yeah, the yeah, Wes Anderson yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. stop motion. Yeah, and yeah. even and it it has and like Kubo, yeah, ten, yeah. whatever strings, however yeah. many strings he has. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one too. Like they both have that sort of very like they have their own voice somewhat, which mm -hmm. is, I don't know, it's kind of neat to see in animation, especially. Yeah. 
So as far as all these uh, traditional mediums that you tried, um, especially I guess the gouache, what's or what has been the favorite? I mean, I always come back to like yeah, gouache, watercolor, yeah. Uh, colored pencil, sort of as a hybrid. So you're explaining to me a little bit of technique before we got in here about uh, using the gouache and then the difference between the watercolor and oils. Anything you want to any, anything you want to share about that? I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's yeah. I think it's just well. I think I was just talking about different types of like I just picked up those new yeah yeah so you just picked up the new type of gouache yeah yeah and it's it's more opaque and sort of it handles really differently than the standard stuff but yeah it was more just like each medium's gonna have its own little you have to learn how to paint in it mm -hmm. a little bit yeah I don't know <laughs> that seems like a really fun one to me uh, but especially it's like you're seeing the matte finish that you get with it and then certain pigments that yeah I think I just I you. come back to that look a lot like yeah. I've, I I I never I don't know if my the way I paint or the way I draw um, would be as effective in oil mm -hmm. as it has been in water. But I think that that I mean, it ha you develop the style you work in through the medium you're using. Totally, so yeah. I can't even say that. I bet if I painted in oils for a couple of years, I would my work would be completely different. Hundred percent. I think yeah, the medium changes you, or you just find a way to adjust to get to where you mm. want within it because your voice your voice is that. still going to be the same. Hey, if you find a space, or I mean, stop by the studio. Yeah. <laughs> get some uh, painting done. What is? Do you know what's the base for gouache? Like, what do they use? Uh, I should know, but I don't. Because I, I imagine, because oh, I was trying to think, I imagine the chemicals they use are pretty similar, whether it's... Well, the pigments oils. are going to be the same... Origins, right? Like yeah, I think the pigments are pretty similar across the board, but then it's just the, the difference between all the mediums is, like, the binders and the... the exactly, yeah. And yeah. the... Yeah, and it sort of the controls for viscosity and all that stuff. gouache... Yeah, because that's what gives you that different kind of finish right I, I mean yeah and drying times and yeah. like all the other properties i remember being so fascinated when i found out that acrylic is it's like your painting was plastic basically or mm -hmm. like a resin type where it's crazy <laughs> it's right liquid plastic you put it on here well, you can tell when you pull it off exactly. like the the palette or you're like oh it is it's, it's like the rubbery plastic uh, i remember i used to uh when i used to teach at the small studio there was a for a while like some there was not enough pallets, so we'd use, like, ice cream, you know, the big ice cream bin lid. Yeah, and you bend them and it pops yeah. right off. So when you pull it off, if you had a lot of paint, you actually get this, like, pancake of paint, and it actually <laughs> looks pretty beautiful with all the yeah. pallets you used. That's yeah. satisfying. A giant chunk of plastic, and yeah, that's what you use for uh, painting. Um, all right, so uh, I've noticed, uh, well, we talked about it, and I saw on your Instagram recently, you had a piece go to a gallery, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I did, uh, I was part of one of the Light Gray Art Lab shows. I feel like they do, they do, like, these group shows uh, like a couple a month, I think. Mm -hmm. Where yeah. are they from? I, oh, I'm going to screw this up. Or where is this one happening then? I think it's in Philadelphia. Okay, you think? I was saying the wrong one, and, and uh, then okay. my friend's like, that's not where they are. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm care. pretty sure. <laughs> no, I looked it up, and I was like, okay, that's where it is. But I'm almost positive it's in Philadelphia. Yeah, the gallery space, like the physical gallery space is in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. um, they're the also the, the people that do all those, like, Iceland residencies, like Iceland oh, and Norway residencies yeah, that yeah, everyone's yeah. doing. That um, everyone's doing? Not everyone, but, like, <laughs> you see, like, the people you follow or, like, people I follow anyways. I have noticed that being shared around. And, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and so they do those as well, which are crazy expensive, but they look really cool. That's what I was going to say. Is that Too much money, man. I wish it wasn't. Because my idea and thought of a residency is that I thought the whole point was that it's paid for. I think it just depends. Like, yeah. I think some of it is paid for, but, like, of course, because it's so expensive there, like, of course, transportation, yeah. food, all of that is is that much more expensive. Yeah. 
But I'm like, I'll just go do a residency in like Mexico City or something. Do it. Oh my God. There's actually. Can you I imagine? Remember, so cool down yeah. there. I saw um, when I was applying, I did two years in a row where I applied. I got in once, but I mean, many times not even getting in. But I remember applying, and there's one actually. It was like an island in Brazil. Not, I think it was actually not too far from Rio. Uh, and I, I remember in the description, they're like, you should be okay with living with animals around you because we have. I think they said peacocks and like I think some sort Crazy. of monkey. Like on an island, they're saying like, oh yeah. There's like animals around. Don't forget. But meaning, I think they're actually part of the residency or like the place where people live. It's mm-hmm. just like it's like it was their animals. Anyways, I thought it was so cool. Like imagine going. You didn't there. go though. I don't. I remember if I applied. You know the thing about being a working full time and then applying to residencies. Oh, yeah. And if you want to, like, let's I say you know. plan to stay at a studio for a while. You're like, well, I can't apply for this four months residency. Mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe I should. I don't know. Because, you know, I mean, if you get it, I, I'd go. And my girlfriend is from Brazil, so I'm sure she yeah, wouldn't mind going. Yeah, both go, yeah. <laughs> want to go live on an island and <laughs> make art? <laughs> well, my fr- I have a friend actually right now who's down in Tulum in Mexico. Um, and they have, like, a little, like, painting collective down there. And they're just, like, bouncing around doing murals and stuff. And it's just, I'm so jealous. <laughs> are they making money with it? Or is no, it absolutely not. Okay. But they're, I mean, they're, I think a lot of them are, like, freelancers. And they do, mm. I mean, they do mix. I guess they make, they make enough money to keep the studio going and, like, yeah, yeah. pay for, to, like, have it but i don't think they make any additional money beyond yeah. like sustaining it as a thing it sounds like a lot of fun but yeah exactly but also like i would i'd definitely go do that for a couple weeks so when are you applying for residencies <laughs> is that near well future? i guess it's like i mean i just i haven't had a break for, like in between contracts um like they've just sort of chained together the last couple years mm-hmm so I think I keep waiting for, like, a natural break. <laughs> you keep waiting for people not to hire yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, when when I do, finally don't get that job, my backup plan is I'm mm. going to go go somewhere. <laughs> Who says <But> that? <laughs> I know. I can't wait to not get a job. <laughs> well, I just wanted, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I it was like a, is a way to, like, n- there's no, it's a no-lose situation. Yeah. <laughs> and I, that's, that is part of the beauty of contract work is that, like, you don't ruin if the If you take advantage of it. If you do, yes, exactly. If you don't, yeah. it's just stressful. I mean. And and you just go with the flow, I guess. I don't know. Oh yeah, it's very stressful when you don't have work because. <laughs> and you're not going anywhere and doing anything fun with it. So. <sighs> That's a tough part. You have to plan out these things. Well, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I don't quite have enough money to like take full advantage of the like contract break contract. But system. it's because we're in Vancouver. Yeah, that's yeah. why. <laughs> uh, you, you, so you've mentioned... You but, like, where else? Like, all the the big... Like, it's not like LA is any You said cheaper. you lived in Montreal, though, right? Montreal was, was pretty affordable. Yeah? But the winters are too much for me. The winters are? Okay. Yeah. How long were you there? I was there for a year. A little over a year. Right after... Right after I, I graduated into that recession. <laughs> that, was just, that was great. Yeah. That was really fun. Nobody got jobs out of school. Um, what year? Was it? Uh, I guess it would have been 08, 09. Okay, so right. I yeah, mean, right, like at the, yeah. right at the peak of yeah, like, yeah. oh, remember how we said there was a bunch of jobs? There aren't. Yeah, we lied. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because like I started school and they're like, yeah, like 98% higher rate. Like they oh, wow. headhunt you right out of school. You guys are all fine. And then like by the end, all our teachers are like, well, I got laid off. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, no. So like sort of graduated kind of disillusioned, especially, well, I mean, I, I went to school for graphic design and illustration, but the nature of the way the school was set up was this 80% graphic design and maybe like 20% illustration. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wasn't really getting out of it what I went in for. Like, did, you I, know, did you know that that's how it would be? I, I mean, I had an idea, but then like as school started progressing, like, oh, this is like graphic design with like a supplement for illustration. But what I really wanted to do was like illustration focus. So I, al- I think I almost got, well, I, 
I didn't get into this program, but I went for the open house and mm-hmm. learned about it. And that that's that was an interesting thing because it's almost advertised as a like as a hybrid illustration. Yeah, or something, exactly. But everyone I heard from was it was. I mean, I was able to still like I I remember like a couple of us who were sort of the illustrators in the class were like, hey, we this is what we want. Like, can we just tailor our projects to be illustration? But anyways, we we sort of made it work. Mm-hmm. I think within the confines of the system. And I, and I don't regret going to that school. I think, like, the skill set I got from doing that, like, has served me well throughout. And it's this whole, like, subset of skills that I have now that have never not been useful. So, Do you recommend, would you recommend Capilano to artists? Maybe, I, I don't know. It depends on, like, where do you want to end up? That would yeah. be my first question to someone asking me, like, where do you want, what do you want to be doing? Mm-hmm. Because if you want to be a graphic designer, then yeah, fuck yeah, for sure. But if you want to be... If you want to be an illustrator, there's better schools. Which are? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, yeah, I don't know. If, like, I, I want to learn. I feel like Sheridan or yeah. like, I know a bunch of good, good, really good artists coming out of ACAD as well. But like, okay. I don't have any personal experience with either of those schools. Mm-hmm. I just have seen some of the work that comes out of it and looks pretty good, so... Yeah, I, I guess. But those are like the sort of well-respected Canadian art schools. I mean, I feel like Emily Carr ha- has started getting better. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to like burn any bridges here, but yeah, they they <laughs> had a reputation for a while for being like, uh, I don't know, too conceptual. Yeah, not like not yeah. not practical enough or not pragmatic enough. Yeah, yeah I'll. Uh have to get someone from Emily I've Carr heard here, I've so. actually heard that the Capilano animation program is really good that's what yeah and I have no experience with yeah. that because like it didn't even exist when I went there so so mm. I mean knowing how big animation's gotten in Vancouver makes sense that they developed that but sure, and, it, yeah. and I know a couple of people that teach at Capilano for for animation and they're, they're all great so oh, there you go and that's pretty good advice yeah. but that's how I thought of it actually as well because I don't think I was aware of Cap and I don't think it became a university when I went it became to a university the, the when I was in second year. Okay, so, so it would have been uh, 08, I think it became a university. Yeah. Okay. Or 09. No, you're right. Maybe it was 09. Mm. In there, though. I started post-secondary in 09, actually, I think. So, okay. But I just remember kind of hearing about it, and then after I went to Art Institute, but after graduating and meeting peop- a lot of people in the industry from CAP, I was like, oh, like so this could have been a good Yeah, I went to the open house for Art Institute. Yeah. And I was like, this is too expensive. Oh, yeah, super. And, I, th- and so, so that's, what, that's what, like, CAP at the time when I went, because it was a college, it was like a subsidized, mm. you know, provincial college. Like, it was, I look back, like, I think it's like my tuition is like half of what it is now. Oh, wow, yeah. Or was. And then compared to, you know, Art Institute. And those yeah, no, and then yeah. that, th- I think they've even scaled up since we went, so... <sighs> it, it's sad. Like education is crazy expensive. Which it seems is, like these days. Uh, yeah, it's another topic of like. Should it, should, <laughs> it's should like it a whole be? separate podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Remember when we had the uh, prem- premier? Oh right, yeah. yeah you're a- you're asking him some questions. That was <laughs> good. That's what I asked him. I was like, yeah, can you do anything about that? And I get it. They can't do anything about the the privatized stuff. Yeah, the privatized. Yeah. Uh, yeah for but they could yeah. they could like up the subsidies and stuff. But that's not just like the, th- the issue with that, I think, is like that you, you have to trust that the university is then going to use that money in lower fees instead of just pocketing it. Exactly. So, exactly. Which, in my experience, they don't do. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I just moved to Europe, right? That's it. That's the secret. <laughs> hey, if you can, but that, that stuff. Uh, the reason why I talked about that. Oh, yeah. But I wonder, I know it played into it. So the reason I was saying Capilano would have been an option once, I, like meaning seeing people in the industry is like oh that's a confirmation that's actually a good mm-hmm. school to go to i mean that's a, just an indicator but yeah i'm always having, su- 
yeah, having paid so much money for school did make me work harder too. So yeah, enough, no, same. Like, I, I had no excuses. Like oh, on oh, the knife of like student debt over your head is yeah. like okay. I should probably <laughs> really need to get like a good job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before you went to Cap, did you have any other avenues you wanted to pursue, or any? Oh, that's a good question. Um, are we talking like childhood sort of? Oh, let's talk about all of it. Yeah. I'm okay. Curious. Well, I mean, like when I was a really young kid. I remember I was super into dinosaurs, as we all were. Oh, yeah. How can you um, not? Right? And I remember, yeah, my parents took me to Drumhiller and did the whole bit. And I was like, oh, wow. yeah, I definitely want to be uh, an archaeologist. I want to, yes. like, work in the museum. Like, like no, I, like, I think, like, I think I've always sort of held out this idea that I could have, m- I, I can see myself somewhat as, as pursuing academic. Mm-hmm. It, it never happened because, of course, like, art was always just this, like, <laughs> always always this thing that i kind of like my parents even knew when i was a kid that that was mm-hmm. probably what i was going to pursue so it's always like there's never really been any question that i was going to do this mm-hmm. even for myself like i never questioned that that was where i was going to go but i've definitely i definitely remember when i was younger like oh maybe i'll be like this like i don't know dinosaur scientist or something awesome. but uh, <laughs> i didn't it didn't pan out because then i figured out oh yeah like what goes into that mm-hmm. insane amounts of like work and dense research and, and then, nothing i enjoy and so. probably not a lot of money as well unfortunately. oh yeah no like every aspect yeah. of that stopped being appealing once i like approached it as an adult but um what else did i sort of pursue i think initially before i even when i was really young i remember wanting to be a writer I think everything I've ever tried to pursue that has been creative. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. It sounds like it. I mean, it's all <laughs> it was inevitable here. that I, like, it's so funny because like, you know, my parents, friends who've known me my whole life, they're like, oh yeah, obviously. And like, so they're cool with it. That your parents are supportive. My parents are incredible. I'm really, I know, I I really know how lucky I am because mm-hmm. yeah, they're in really, really supportive of my whole life. They're are they artists then? Uh, yeah. I mean, more, more like my dad does finished carpentry. So okay. like uh, furniture and mm-hmm. And sort of like finished interiors and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I would say he's an artist, but his he works medium woodwork, I guess. Cool. And my mom actually went to school. I don't know if she doesn't do it as a career or never did it as a career, but she pursued like textile art when mm-hmm. she was younger in college and stuff. So I think yeah, they both come from like an art so background. They, basically, they get you. They get you. Yeah, I yeah. think so. <laughs> yeah, that's important. Yeah, no. So they they've always been like you know crazy crazy supportive. Which helps a lot if you're like 18 <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to be an artist, Dad. Yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, sorry, I'm sorry. I just had a thought as you're talking about this. I've um, When I went to the Natural History Museum in New York, I, I, I was so fascinated by, I forget the guy's name. I, I should probably write it down because I keep talking about him. But who did all like huge paintings, like mural-sized paintings of the animals or, you know, dinosaurs yeah. whatever, that used to exist. But I love seemed that to, stuff. That seemed to be like the marriage of you know yeah no I, and i and i actually even i remember looking into that um being like oh like here's something that i'm interested in oh you actually did nice. yeah but again typically there's like uh what i actually wanted to do was you know world building creation sort of fanciful stuff mm-hmm. and that's like really research driven and totally. almost medical in, yeah. in the way that you're drawing oh so. it has to be i mean especially yeah like and like yeah I'll, you know this bone has to be the right length for what would have been you know so just i think like that level of like meticulousness is not something that comes naturally to me. It's so. incredible how technical they get with it too, especially let's say once you learn how muscles attach to bones, yeah, and then trying to kind of guess how big the muscle was 
would have been based on the and, bone and structure. Like, yeah, yeah, and then you look at like crocodiles and try to guess how a dinosaur was based on. Yeah, it's totally. Yeah, it's using like existing lizards and stuff. Yeah, no, I think like that's you'd almost need a degree, like a biology degree, oh, yeah. and you know some sort of paleontology degree and really good drawing skills. Basically, you have to love it so much that you don't think about anything else. Yeah, like yeah. that would be. I think that's one of those examples of like a super specialized life somewhere mm-hmm. where they've like really honed down and narrowed down into this one place. Yeah. Whereas like I. <laughs> I'm so far from any of that. <laughs> uh, you, so you just mentioned the whole uh, the world building, which is what you're uh, interested in. What do you think is your um, what is the ideal outlet for your art? Is there so I've I've been trying to figure that out. So that, yeah, I mean for ages. But I think like I think I've sort of come to realize that I mean we're all I'm inter- I know I'm interested in storytelling because uh, I'm in animation and like I, I feel sort of at home there. Um, yeah, I guess like storytelling in 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 the capacity of like like my I'm I'm sort of at my happiest when I'm generating a new environment or a new world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and have you ever thought of how how you want other people to see your art? I wonder if that helps, you know, like from an outsider like perspective. How do you think? I don't know if I've. I mean, I probably should, <laughs> but I don't know if I've necessarily put a ton of thought into how how that's being perceived or how how my work is perceived and like trying to tailor anything towards that i think i i think okay but rather how, how do you how would you prefer to be seen is that a is that a weird question explain that a little more uh, uh for example uh, let me try asking myself because i don't know if i have a, yeah have an yeah answer you to answer it. first and <laughs> then, then i'll answer, answer. <laughs> you started this uh, especially uh, personal work i think a little closer to heart so I think the way I'd want that to be seen I would, I would like it to mm. be impactful and I would, I would want I, I would want it to be uh, I hope that people it makes them think or feel something and I, I want it to like there's certain you know certain songs I mean you can be like listening to something on shuffle listening listening through or maybe a better example is like when you listen to a really good album that's from beginning to an end and it's it such tells a journey a story. yeah and okay it's, and whether maybe it doesn't tell a story maybe it tells a feeling because sometimes you know you don't even pick up on it but that feeling that kind of stays with you and it it makes it feel important where it may not be you know because sure nothing is especially music you know it's it's not tangible so. but it leaves you with like uh, it leaves you with something well, it leaves you in a mood sometimes Anyways, even so yeah. i get i would say i think okay. that's my answer okay no that yeah. i, c- I kind of get it what you're saying now um i think as <laughs> I tend to try and pursue it along too many avenues, like I mm. always do, I'm trying to do it a little bit in animation, and I'm I definitely try and do it in my personal work. I think I initially thought that that comics might be a good way to do that because it is so organically like mm-hmm. honest, like it's just storytelling visually. Um, but I think like I got caught up in the mechanics of building all of that, and I was like, okay, this isn't really what I want to be doing. But I found mm. like yeah, I think like concept design has become that for me but i think finding either making my own project that where i can sort of develop that into a world that's entirely my own and present that to mm-hmm. the rest of the world i think i could see that being really gratifying uh, but this is where i find illustration playing such a big role within it because sometimes sometimes it doesn't feel enough to just see like a character on a blank like mm. blank page you know what i mean which is probably maybe why I end up leaning more towards illustration or just right. fine art, like for that reason, yeah, just I like th- a complete picture. That's true. No, yeah. exactly. So I think like what I'll like, I really enjoy the process of 
creating worlds and characters and all that, but then I tend to immediately want to place them within an illustrative scene to be like, okay, here's what that looks mm-hmm. like, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, some sort of hybrid between illustration and and concept design, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if that exists. But. It's, it's a beautiful marriage. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I've always thought it'd be kind of cool to make, like, an indie game or something, where it's just, it, it really is that. It's It's like an immersive interactive experience where you built a world for someone to step inside that that I- is illustrative just mm-hmm. by its very mm-hmm. nature so th- i mean there's i'm sure there's there's various ways to do it i just sounds pretty cool yeah i think you have to do it <laughs> i guess i need funding or something put it but put another <laughs> thing on your list of yeah i know I was like, let's <laughs> add that to the the never-ending list of stuff i'm supposed to do now uh, I, I think this is going to be a good question for you and i'm curious about it and i think you can answer it for both personal and professional work okay is there a message you're trying to have within your art mm, a message um I've, th- I, I've sort of like gone back and forth on that i know some people create with like a really strong either political or emotional yeah. message like that like sort of is the through line to all their work i don't know if i have i don't know if i'm trying to like convince anyone of anything <laughs> when i'm drawing um i guess I guess like the strong, I think I'm trying to evoke a sense of maybe like discovery mm-hmm. or like exploration. That's I think those on, are, yeah. those are like, I c- like thematically I'm always coming back to that. I um, mean, even looking at your, the comics you've made. I yeah, mean, exactly. It's all, you yeah, know, it's yeah. all like space yeah. travel yeah. and, yeah. and awesome. yeah, like, you know, discovering ruins and mm-hmm. solving, yeah, so secrets and puzzles and exploration and discovery i think like all of that sort of like wraps itself up into what i'm like really interested in 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 conveying yeah i think like (laughs) i've always there's there's something about uncovering Mm -hmm. something that's been lost or obscured and like a sense of discovery i've i've always i come back to that constantly so Mm -hmm. sounds like a lot of fun but the the reason why i thought it was a good question because inherently because of the medium uh i guess digital art but then because being an animation industry the goals for creating artwork are often i mean often they're not even yours no and yeah. they're commercial or yeah. they're they're conveying they, they yeah i think like it's been a neat exercise to be like okay this show is about this like let's mm-hmm. all the imagery everything has to convey this one theme or this one emotion and mm-hmm. and it actually it might have helped me to refine what i'm most interested in in pursuing um, I definitely don't do it as much as I'd like. I think, like, right now the project I'm on a little bit I get to, but... Sounds like a really good one. Yeah, <laughs> but so it's... I mean, it's you. over uh, mid-April, so that's well, that. Well, but hopefully it gets picked up, right? That's the idea. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I got my fingers crossed, too. It's going to be... Yeah, and I've, I've even talked to a couple of people like, well, let me know if that goes through because I want to work on it. I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> well, of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, I yeah, I think I think it's it's been neat. It... It's different because, like, I think one of the last projects I worked on was like, okay, our our end goal is to sell toys. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. at least we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but I mean, like, there's very. Yeah, I think I think within I think I. I don't know, within my own work enough, I pursue it. So. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, there's definitely tactics to find enjoyment or motivation or like ideals within that atmosphere like even if the goal is to sell toys i think you can find well yeah and i mean like uh, within that they were like okay no but like a sense of adventure mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. teamwork they, they obviously they have like the overt themes that you're working towards anyways yeah um but i think like yeah i think often with commercial work like with work within the studio you yeah the the 
the end goal is is to make it watchable for like a, and it's for <laughs> children so it's not it's not even what i'm drawn to it's what what they might be drawn to you're so. telling me you don't watch cartoons i do watch cartoons <laughs> i definitely watch cartoons but typically when you're in the studio setting like the goal is not to make a bunch of 22 year olds happy happy yeah. I think there's even though that's medium. often the market but you can but make it so right it's, it's yeah it's that's, the, that's the goal is to really like bridge that gap somehow but for sure i never knew i remember and i know adventure time was like maybe for like slightly older kids but i remember watching that and i remember just having so much fun i was like wow i mean that's i still i mean there's lots of there's tons of animation out there that i enjoy just for its own sake like mm -hmm. i think that's a good example actually. or for the visuals but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's art there it's like you can still be an artist and make something for kids. Yeah. It's actually kind of sad when you can see people thinking they can get away with not making good art because it is for kids. That's actually well, that's, that's, that's sort of maybe my, like when we were talking about um, messages or mission, mm -hmm. like, like at least somewhat trying to inject within the industry that are, we're in the utmost like creativity and like, I don't know, uh, like pushing our medium Mm -hmm. of animation a little bit further than it than it can like we, we've all seen everyone like dial it in a little bit on various yeah. projects and i think <laughs> i think like we have such a opportunity to to push i don't know anime push animation and entertainment in in neat ways mm -hmm. and it doesn't always get done and be cool for to, sure that's actually a pretty maybe do it's that a, it's, a, it's a noble mission I don't know. I, yeah, it's like it's it's interesting. I've never been a hugely mission-driven person, mm -hmm. uh, or like uh, caught like I guess I I don't know. I've always struggled with the idea that art feels somewhat selfish, even though I know that like sometimes the stories we're telling or like the what we're working on is really inspiring or really you know hopeful or help helpful in various different ways. It's like because so much of what I do is like fulfilling for me. It's hard to mm -hmm. project outside of that and like. Yeah, I'm also curious about that topic specifically. And yeah. And we talked about it on here as well. Yeah, How do you make it benefit others? But just like you mentioned, though, you're creating something that's going to thousands and thousands sure. of kids, right? Or, yeah. You know, and not so even kids. I mean, people, just uh, people. all ages. Yeah, yeah. And trying to find a way, like, I've always I've always liked the idea of make, well, trying to find something that just genuinely, like, I remember watching as a kid, I watched... Uh, Miyazaki movie mm. on VHS like taped on VHS with all the commercials and stuff but I was like so young I would have been like five or six mm -hmm. completely transported yeah. you know and I think like trying to and and it I feel like immersion into or exposure to that kind of work when I was that young work that was that good mm -hmm. and that devoted to like and unique as well and yeah fresh. exactly yeah, yeah. and so like I think like you know, and I read, I remember reading Tintin as a kid and there's all these various little like influences that I feel like shaped like the kind of artist I knew I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And I think now, I guess the closest thing I have to a mission would be to be that kind of artist myself for the next generation of someone. Trying like, to be the Yeah, trying to like push, push the work that I'm doing, push the work of the people around me into a place where, where it's challenging the medium a little bit and it's like, if you think about what was no I can't remember his name we're just gonna okay. skip that yeah okay sure <laughs> like a Disney old Disney yeah. uh, animation director used mm -hmm. to really like you know challenge what was appropriate for kids entertainment like really heavy emotions and really mm -hmm. dark moody color palettes and and sort of playing with the contrast between like light and dark really mm -hmm. strongly and so I, I remember a lot of the movies we grew up with were very like 
Yeah. Like like resonant and like memorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now they're like you're allowed. You were you used to be able to make kids cry and it was fine. <laughs> And we're not allowed anymore. Show them what the real life is like. Well, not even that, but like <laughs> take them on an emotional journey. Now it's all about, I, I'm, I'm getting like a little rantier, yeah, but yeah, like no, now it really please. feels like we're insulating them in this little puffy cloud. But like, don't you think that the transition to real life is going to be that much more exactly. devastating yeah. if they've lived in this wholesome little... <laughs> well, that's a huge conversation about this whole, or the, yeah, I guess this multiple generations that are upcoming about the... Yeah, like you're saying, the bubble wrap and the awards well, for everything. And I like I don't know about it. I can't speak to it like as same. a larger cultural yeah, yeah. thing, but I know for a fact that the like from what we're not allowed to do, mm-hmm. what we're told we're not allowed to do in animation, <laughs> that yeah, we're like there there's a very much of a like fragile little protection thing that we're we're dancing around, and I don't know. I I loved those movies. Mm-hmm. I oh, yeah. I mean, I, Land Before Time. Yep. within the first 10 minutes <laughs> come on like yeah. we can't do that i mean i can't imagine us being allowed to do that anymore i think you'd have to get in Hopefully. the right studio yeah, or in the right context say, yeah. but like but it just seems like that's not the 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 intent behind children's entertainment or even entertainment in general isn't necessarily to tell a story mm. always it's to entertain and those are, i feel like those are like different those are kind of different goals. Yeah, and I think this is probably one of the biggest reasons to go higher uh, up the ladder. Absolutely, no, and I sort of like in having these conversations with other people, they're like, okay, well, like you can't do anything here, yeah. so like go yeah. up and do it up there. Exactly. Like, oh, damn. Okay. Uh, and I mean, then you get to the top, and you got producers telling you what to do. Like, damn it. Yeah, but like at least you get a say. <laughs> yeah, some sort of say at least. And right. I like I'm I'm always biting my tongue in meetings and stuff, and I I'd love to get to a place where I don't have to as much with why, why with like my opinion, not as much like. Not biting my tongue like, I don't know, being a jerk, but more just like, I have something to say about this, but I'm not in a position to be the person to say it. Mm-hmm. But like, I'd like Would to Would they be. listen? Or so far, when I've been given the freedom to just speak what I think about something, sometimes, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I guess yeah. it just depends on who you're working with. For sure, yeah, and people are willing to listen. Yeah, I think like that, that'll go all the way up the chain. Like, you're going to get projects where no one's going to listen to you, regardless <laughs> of what your job title is. Just going to go home being super sad. Yeah, <laughs> or, fre- or just go, go to the bar and yell, at, yell about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought about this, and we don't, I mean, it's up to you if you want to get deep into it or not, depending on your opinions, but um, being a woman in the animation industry, do you, is it, mm. I mean, this, this topic. Uh, this, uh, yeah, I, was gonna, I mean, it's a. <laughs> no, that's cool. I can talk. Oh, I mean, it's not like, I'm not afraid of talking about it. Um, I'm just I want to hear more perspectives on that especially in our my experience of it I mean and granted I've mostly been at Atomic Mm -hmm. which seems at least within the sphere of of like especially within design Mm -hmm. like within my own field I got super balanced okay like easily 50-50 and I mean like Jen Wyatt runs it and like we have we have a lot of women producers and stuff so I I feel like I can't I'd have to work at a bunch of different studios like, to get a better uh, overall perspective. Scale. I can't. I can't talk about the industry because yeah. my experience is so narrow. But that's what I'm asking, even just from your ex- from your experience, uh, let's say so far, because I think it's very important to hear people's personally? perspective overall. Okay, you know, yeah. Just a yeah, I would say like personally, I've I've I'm not super shy, mm-hmm. and I'm not. I tend to speak my mind and then regret it. Um, or not, but I tend to just say what I think, um, which I think for whatever reason in this industry has served me really well. So I've never felt like, I don't, I, 
I feel like I tend to be able to communicate with everyone and I don't I feel like my ideas are heard awesome largely yeah I've, I've, I've oh, had I've had a very positive experience overall and I can't even think I can't really think of I'm sure I'm sure there's got to be something if I really like rack my brain but like my overall impression of it mm -hmm. is that this is this I mean I've worked in this I worked in the bar industry I've worked in like a variety of other industries where this is like it's a very very strong mm. not that at all mm. and so I think like coming from a background of working a bunch of other jobs where there has been like weirder imbalances mm -hmm. and and dynamics and stuff like this has been great for me we're, we're people listen to me advertising so atomic curtains here but <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I do feel well, like I mean there's I mean I don't know again <laughs> like I'm sure I've heard similar things about other studios yeah. as well. Like I don't, I, I don't think the, regardless of what the, the actual ecosystem is, I think it feels like at least the intent is mm -hmm. to have it be as like balanced and collaborative and cooperative as possible. And it does seem like that's, I guess the kind of beautiful thing about at least the, the field or and the people that surround us in different studios, it does seem pretty balanced, at least in the creative field. Yeah. Which is kind of beautiful because, I mean, creativity is what counts. and That's what uh, I would hope. Like, yeah. And, I mean, that's definitely how I feel like I've been treated, but I guarantee you talk to, like, a couple oh, yeah. other people, you're going to get a ton of different responses. And I think, I mean, I probably suffer more from, like, talking over people and being the... <laughs> the, the I, I, I tend to have to, like, remind myself not to talk in meetings and not to like but it's because of your position no 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 like just because of my personality i okay, think like okay, yeah, yeah. no i think like i've 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 never really technically been uh, in a lead position mm -hmm. like i'm i'm very like not yeah so so i've i've do you think you're gonna be super uh strict and uh as a leader like no i think like the style of leadership that i've always found the most helpful and the most uh I don't know. The the best to work with is sort of like the teacher driven leader. Yeah, let's get into it. What okay. do you mean? Okay. I mean, um, like sort of playing more of a mentor role versus like the sort of taskmaster. Mm, my yeah, my yeah. word is law type of. I don't know if I'm necessarily that person. I tend to say what I think, but I don't. I don't see myself as someone who's like, m I am. You know, some sort of. You're you're the the. That that person. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not that. Like we've met, we've both met person. whoever that person is, and I yeah, it's, that's not. I don't think that that's the kind of work environment I'd want to be part of. Mm -hmm. One thing I would like to learn more, and I think that'll just come by being surrounded by different art directors, is how to how to work with the team that, let's say, the team just can't get to the level of technical technical ability that you really want, and you know sometimes it's just mm -hmm. a matter of the artists, the projects that you're on, and I think finding ways around that seems th that is interesting to me to see how that's like a hallmark of an exceptionally good art director is someone who's who can take a team that's super junior and and still mm -hmm. produce really good work and uh, whether that's you know creating a certain style or look that people can mimic or yeah yeah that, some sort of style subject. guide or yeah i mean i bet there's a bunch of different i think project to project you'd have to figure out your way around that mm -hmm. but this is actually part of the reason i don't really want to rush to art directing that's something we talked about i, th I feel like uh, and I'm sure you could learn while doing it, but I feel like the amount of knowledge you can get by being under a really good art yeah. director, you, you can gain so much from it. <laughs> Every time I think I'm ready to like take the <laughs> step, I like yeah. work with another art director and I'm like, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> I'm not ready. That's but I mean, I think I've heard from various people, a lot of those people, especially being like, you're never ready, just you exactly. have to do it and then, you mm -hmm. were, then you're ready. Like, So I mean, I think 
I think I definitely want to do a couple like lead design roles before I really tackle like art director's a few tiers up For from sure. where I'm at now. But well, you never know if someone just yeah. Sometimes they just throw you in it, so yeah, who knows? But and I would I would if someone was like here do this, I probably would try to jump into it because my cool. my instinct is always just to try it. Well, it seems like what you've been doing is basically like I don't know how to do this, and now I'm just going to do it, which is the best yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, I I feel like I've been sort of tossed in that fire over and over as a as a young person. <laughs> like, okay, you figure it out. Good luck. Yeah, your first day behind the bar, work it out. Is that what happened? Oh yeah. I, I do have a question, and we can get into it now. What's one of the worst jobs you've had? Oh, oh easy. Okay, <laughs> so I go. worked. Um, <laughs> I grew up on Quadra Island, and. That's uh, a cool name. I haven't heard of Quadra Island. It's okay, so it's um, it's one of the little Discovery Islands in between Vancouver Island and the mainland. So mm-hmm. it's like you go, oh, cool. it's a couple ferries away from here. It's about eight, six to eight hours of driving and two wow. ferries. So it's a ways. Wow, okay. Um, but yeah, so it's a small island, kind of like in between Salt Spring and and maybe like Galliano or something, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. And uh, there's a big fish cannery on the island. And so when I was 18. Um, it was sort of <laughs> one of the better paid jobs, but easily one of the shittiest jobs I've ever done. Um, and basically, you get up at like quarter to five, oh. or quarter oh. to six, depending on, and uh, you work like 10, 10 hour days, maybe longer. And uh, there's a variety of things that you can do, but like, it's like anywhere from like gutting fish to <laughs> sorting them to taking like frozen ones out. Uh, and how yeah. old were you? I was 18. Okay. Yeah, good time to get a it. It was job. it was definitely n- yeah it was it was it was one of my three jobs at the time. I was saving up wow. to go uh, a little bit later in that year. I went to Europe by myself. Nice for, for yourself. Yeah, Brave. Which, which is crazy. Now that I think back, I'm like an 18 year old just like cruising around like whoa. Hey, sounds All like right. a good time as long as you're safe. I had an incredible yeah. time. How long did you go for? Um, that trip was four and a half months, I think. Wow, by yourself. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, I stayed with. I was I was lucky enough to sort of have a couple family friends. Mm-hmm. So we had uh, we had family friends in Germany, and in England that sort of served as like mm. home base. Initial, yeah. Like I flew into London, and they you know sort of st- stayed with them initially and stuff. So, but yeah, I definitely got my taste for traveling when I was super young. Do you think you came back as a different person? Oh yeah, 100%. four and a half months. That's a hundred percent. I came back as yeah. I was I was a super super shy person in high school. And friends who know me now but didn't know me before mm-hmm. are like impossible. There's no way. So impossible that that I would. Yeah, like oh they can't yeah. picture a version of me that's shy. That's so cool. So like I think I I somewhat developed like <laughs> per- a personality. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> uh, no, I like I I got over whatever that block was mm-hmm. that that I had initially. So yeah, I definitely I, I definitely feel like I came back different. That's why I love traveling. Especially yeah. yeah, if you're by yourself. Well, it was, it was good, and either. also, like, I was dating someone when I left. Okay. And we dated while I was there, and I came oh. back, I d- again, a kind of different person, so yeah, yeah. we ended up breaking up. But, like, it was, yeah, like, it's like one of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you've discovered who you are. <laughs> well, like, yeah. In some sort of way, right? Yeah, yeah, especially who I was back then. Like, I think it was... I, I can't imagine who I might have been if I hadn't have gone, mm. I guess. Because I think it did. It really did. It was that big of a difference. I think That's so. Amazing. Yeah. What about uh, you mentioned you also lived in Glasgow? Let's get. Okay, that, that was. Um, that would have been like four years ago now. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. So. How I did that happen? Actually. Yeah, okay. So let's go okay. <laughs> uh, 
When I turned thirty, no, I wasn't thirty yet. Uh, like maybe like twenty eight, twenty nine, okay. somewhere in there. I was in Victoria, and I was, uh, I'd been working as a sort of freelance graphic designer, and I'd started picking up more and more clients, and like actually was sort of like a pretty decent little business going that was could sort uh-huh. of sustain itself, and uh, was dating someone, and I had this little life. You had it set all up. set up. As well. I had <laughs> it all set up, and I was living in Victoria at a nice apartment. And I was like, okay, this could be my life. I sort of projected down that road and I was like it's not what I want like and so I think like I I don't know like almost in (laughs) I sort of yeah I got rid of my apartment I cat like all the I could have paid off my student loan but I took it to Europe instead it's a better way to go I don't regret it. Well, and interest rates are pretty low. Yeah, and so, yeah, no, I just bought a plane ticket. I convinced a friend of mine to go with me, and we left, <laughs> like, a few months later. And wow. I was like, okay, it's I don't want that life. Let's, let's pick something you're else. You're such an adventure. You just <laughs> go for it. You'd go get it. Well, I mean, I also felt like, you know, I was, like, coming up on 30, and I was like, okay, like, what do I really want it? Like, mm-hmm. is, what do I really actually want here? And it's not this, so I'm going to go. Like, and if I do, I had somewhat of an idea that I might, come back and try and work in animation like mm-hmm. i kind of had that yeah, as like yeah. a loose plan i was like okay if i do that i'll probably be in vancouver doing that for a while i won't have the opportunity to do kind of trip like this yeah so before, before it you felt yeah, yeah it i didn't i still don't think it's the last big trip that i'm gonna do like by no means but but you said you stayed there six months no well i was no. in europe for a year wow okay but i stayed in i was in glasgow for six of the months such an adventure that's awesome it was i i mean i would do it again in a heartbeat i would do it tomorrow were you creating? yeah so when i left i kept a bunch of my freelance clients mm-hmm. from doing all that the i was doing design when i was over there um so i i sort of took a bunch of my freelance work with me um with a little laptop it was a shitty setup but i could i could make it work yeah. and so part of the initially the initially i was traveling around with my friend and so what we do is like every couple of weeks we'd like get an airbnb for a week and i'd sit and i'd do a bunch of work and then we'd go again i was like okay <laughs> you can do this i love these kind of stories i want i mean n- one of my like goals the i would love to be able to do that for a little while just so like so actually coming back to the whole five ten year plan yeah that, that i mean it? that's one of the r- like again i tend to when i plan future plan i tend to have like two or three different like branchy sort of options mm-hmm. like I would be happy in five years if I could be at any one of these points because mm-hmm. I don't want to just narrow it to one. Yeah, you, you, got, <laughs> ever. you got some options. <laughs> so I have a hard time like you don't like being only stuck. this. If I don't yeah. do this, I'm going to be miserable. Like I, don't, I can't, I can't think like that. That's probably know? why you do all these kind of different probably. mediums. Probably, yeah. Know. Everything is fitting in, <laughs> in this conversation. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, I saw a little window into a life that I could be really, really happy with. Mm-hmm. Not forever. Definitely not forever happy, but for happy for a little while because it was incredible to be able to just like work pay off what we you know travel work pay it off like oh this is sustainable i could probably that's why i was over there for a year like europe's crazy expensive but Mm -hmm. i did subsidize it so much by working that's awesome so and and then speak about being surrounded by ancient art or just art actually not ancient just that was so cool that was my favorite i honestly like most of my days was just again walking around with this guy i have like four sketchbooks from that trip that are just like sketches of like all these crazy i know right I like see. you gotta hurt. bring them to work out okay okay yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I, I think i have them so. have you thrown out thrown out any no. of your older sketchbooks okay so i tend to i usually i know it's sort of like a plug or whatever but that, i've been drawing in moleskins for 
like You're 50. Purist. Yeah, yeah. I'm not not just these, but like it has to be like this travel sketchbook format. Yeah. Um, right now I'm holding a red moleskin in my hands <laughs> in case you're wondering. Uh, yeah, so it, it I, like I need it to be like sort of that compact portable and like and the, pa- the, the main thing is I feel the like paper, the paper quality, quality is really right? nice yeah. and it's got a little pocket in the back for like ticket stubs and stuff. And so yeah, no, I just like people if you're listening if only you could see this this is some, <laughs> this is so good in fact i feel like you don't post any of this do you no, no. i don't know it, it, it doesn't translate as well this when i some photograph the, it honestly i feel like it's some of the coolest work i've seen for me <laughs> no everyone says that my sketchbooks are like probably the better the the better work that i ever do is in here you got i think you got to show this i don't know like uh, i don't know how much people care about the but some of these are really clean too. Okay, I probably should stop looking at this schedule. <laughs> yeah, you look at it. Look at it when we're done. This is the best way to do a podcast. Let me look at the schedule. Yeah, yeah. Talk visual, about it. Oh, a nice really visual yeah, media. Yeah. That's really good. No, I have like I probably have like a box, like a thirty. So anyway, so this is a dilemma. Box. Like, so you've never thrown out a sketchbook? I throw out the shitty ones, but there's. What does that mean, though? Uh, like a like a workbook that's just like. Hmm. Mm, Half our notes. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, me and there's there's various different like schools of thought about sketchbooks and some people treat it really just as like scrap paper notebook mm-hmm. but i use scrap paper for that um <laughs> <laughs> uh, when i have a sketchbook because i'm taking it around it i think i developed the methodology of working like that like what you just saw mm-hmm. while i was traveling where you sort of finish some mm-hmm. aspects of some things yeah, yeah. or like you can go back in and like paint over old sketches if you're not feeling like there's like different kinds of creative, right? You, there's like generative creative, and there's just you want to render something. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. It looks like finished work, is what. You're yeah, like right. some. So, so some of that is like I don't feel like mentally there enough to to generate something new, but I do want to draw. So mm. I'll go and I'll finish an old sketch or something. Yeah. So. But that's where and part of the reason. So I'm asking you about sketchbooks because it takes up a lot of space. But on the other hand, it's sometimes like go, journals go, going me. back to them is so cool i mean yeah. as a journal but also as ideas you're like oh yeah i remember thinking about right. that and this is so cool and I still i've think planned out like five or ten different projects and i have actually gone back and like pulled stuff out and worked on it now so i think like i think it does i think for me at least because i do tend to like i don't know render them out a little bit more mm-hmm. and they're not just sort of scrap like there's still notes and train schedules and mm-hmm. junk in here but but i think like there, yeah, there's still stuff there that uh, that's valuable somewhat. I love it. You're you're such a student of the craft of the, the <laughs> whole thing. But especially, I don't know if you have. I, I got an iPad Pro, although I enjoy it, but I don't want to replace the same, a sketchbook. Man. No, I no. I have a, a great little yet. drawing tablet at home, like a little. It's like laptop size. Yeah, yeah. It's great to work on, but nothing can touch how good it feels to draw on a real can't beat the real thing i don't know man i haven't found anything yet take that the matrix (laughs) (laughs) well maybe once we all get like ar and we can just draw in nothing that's different Mm, that's not i haven't tried cool yet have you tried it the vr thing i saw i think i've seen some the oculus like vr i want to try that i want to see what that's like i've tried the super basic drawing tools they had or like sculpting tools no no i want to try that you got to try the painting one you're the specific one yeah yeah yeah, 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 just it's like just for artists See, I feel like the futures. Yeah, like five years scary. from now, if yeah. that gets really optimized, if you can just draw a world and then walk within it, <laughs> come imagine on. how fit that's like what I imagined as a child. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's like we're living in the future. Yeah, it's very William Gibson out here it, <laughs> these days. It, 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 it's really scary. I always wonder what is the next thing that's going to come up that we thought it was sci-fi, but now it's real. Like, where are the aliens? Is what I'm asking. Mm, <laughs> we'll the make ocean, them, I guess. The oh yeah, we'll make them. 
that's that's even <laughs> yeah yeah i mean the next alien life form has got to be uh got to be like machine learning stuff right totally we already don't yeah. understand how they think so go us humans although i, <laughs> I always i always find it funny when people it's like i mean i know i'm attached to the whole human species but clearly not not cut out of the same uh, material as all the people building ai yeah <laughs> yeah you know i mean you got I, they must i don't know I'm sure it's fine, right? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing good. No, but I was going to say about VR, if people do end up going in VR and painting, I mean, I know you can scale it, but I remember, so when I did the, when I tried the whole sculpting mm -hmm. thing is that like you, you don't realize how often you end up like squatting and like you're doing all these physical exercises. That's wonderful. Working. It's kind of cool. Yeah, no, that's. I, I, I would love, because I've done, I mean, you've done murals. Yeah. And it's, there's, it's physical. It's like totally. a, it's a big, it's like, it's exhausting by the end of the day. Yeah. And so I feel like it's a little bit like that where you're like, oh my god, you're or just you're I like clamoring around drawing this <laughs> massive landscape. Basically, having an option to move around while working is kind that's of a nice wonderful. Thing. All we do all day is sit. Like exactly. I would love, love, love to go. When I, I did the mural fest, I guess it was two years ago now. You did and the it, first one. Yeah, yeah, but we had uh, I think it was like three levels of scaffolding. Yeah. And so I mean, climbing that all day back and forth yeah. in July sun. It was. Uh, Getting like, home, after like really shaky legs afterwards. <laughs> get home after ten hour day. It felt like I like the same way I felt when I did, did construction you, work. Did you take a, a week off work when you did That's that? That's what I did. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was trying to think like how would I if I apply like I'll have to take the week off because like there's no way I'm yeah. doing work and this. No, no, it's uh, unless you get a small wall. But uh, even then, this is the funny thing about us artists taking a vacation to do something. <laughs> yeah, taking a vacation to do work. I do that all the time though. Like. Yeah. Well, I think that that Europe trip was a great example. It's like I s I didn't stop drawing even for a minute the entire trip. Like, there's, nice. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. Like, it's it wasn't, and I was working throughout as well. Like, yeah. my vacation was still I was still working. Yeah, I would at least like just like you know, at least do some life studies or sketching, mm -hmm. especially when you're surrounded. By no, I I I, f I remember. I think I took on like, uh, like a personal pro. I started that was when I started working on that comic actually. Mm. Okay. That I ended up the the one you used for the screenshot. Awesome. So that's I like when I was over there, I was like, the the Europe sketchbooks are really funny actually because they're yeah they're like, oh, I'm in Portugal, I'm doing like a plein air, and then the next page is like a bunch of aliens. Wow. <laughs> Where did you go in Portugal? Uh, we spent a lot of time in Lagos. Nice. Uh, which was gorgeous. Like all those. Was it summertime? Yeah. Yeah. So just We're not full summer. It would have been like late spring. That's so absolutely perfect. Yeah. It's probably one of my favorite places in the world. That's the place that looks like a movie. Yeah. Like oh, with all the cliffs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Man, we spent, I think we spent like two full days just hiking along the cliffs yeah. and like finding all these weird little caves. And I felt like I was walking in like a game environment. It was wild. Totally. Yeah. I, I think this is, and I think we I spoke about this on a podcast before, but just the value of traveling, especially for creative, actually, well, anyone, but especially. Yeah. Like it builds like somewhat of a library of incredible landscapes or, or, or people or cultures. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I think, I mean, Traveling is such a crazy huge privilege. Yeah. Like so lucky sure. that we yeah, get yeah. to do it at all. But like being able to do it, sort of yeah, you've like there's a library that you have of stuff that mm -hmm. you've encountered and can like emotionally relate to. And I think traveling, at least for me, fills up that that yeah. stock of imagery. But I think this is especially important when otherwise you're you're just seeing a lot of a lot of the same things being created. Well, I've started trying to force myself not to engage too much online Same, with yeah, other yeah. content, um, just because I find not I I find that it it should generate creatively for mm -hmm. me or should inspire me, but I think it's so 
immersive now and it's so constant it's all too much and i work in a, a studio with a ton of other artists it's yeah. not like i'm starving for like challenging myself with other artists so have you been restricting yourself or what's i your mean how have you a little doing? bit yeah it's, i used to browse like all the forums a lot more and sort of like involve myself a lot deeper in a lot of i still i mean i still post to instagram mm -hmm. i guess technically and i still i tend to post to sort of instagram and tumblr and that's it me too. But I, I don't engage hugely. Like mm. I've never, I've never really been a, a great social media person. Anyways, I'm not good at it. Like it although it seems like we kind of need to be, doesn't it? It does. But then I know a bunch of people who have tons of followers, and their lives are not that much different than ours. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that it, it may have an emotional impact for mm -hmm. yourself if you put value in it. But I don't necessarily. It might, and it might have a like. If that w there's one person that encounters your work that might not mm. have, and that person is crucial to your career, then fuck yeah. But I try to believe that hopefully good work will just attract people. So then that's like that's kind of the. I've gotten all. I feel like I've gotten all the jobs that I've had in my career from like mm. word of mouth and people encountering me live. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there you go. So yeah. I, d I mean I'm, I mean I don't know that for sure, but that's what I feel like. Mm -hmm. But I, I've actually been trying to like not get stuck in the scrolling game of uh yeah never, and, never I, and i'm not great so at it i do yeah. I, I i definitely do it still Same. but yeah i i've just noticed that i actually have to kind of not do that i um found this show online uh chase jarvis live i think is the name he does uh i mean they're almost like a podcast series but i think it's with a video on uh, one thing they talked about i don't remember who but the whole idea of you should um contribute to the online platform more than you consume I kind of like that. I o do. I would say that role. I do that for sure. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So it seems, uh, it, it makes sense to maybe do not. It, so. Oh no! Now, no, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> not. It depends on the platform, I guess. I guess, yeah. But uh, overall, as a rule, if you're spending more time looking at stuff than making, right? Uh, then, uh, then you're you're not doing what you should exactly, be doing. Yeah, yeah. I think my caveat to like consuming online content would be like. Uh, tutorials and demos are an exception like I but still get learning though yeah I yeah. still get a lot out of watching like someone paint something do in their own often? style uh, I've started doing a little bit more lately nice. um, it's a never-ending resource yeah well I don't know if this is actually like hot tip otherwise Linda the oh, yeah, learning yeah, yeah. website yep. if you have a library card a Vancouver library card mm -hmm. all their courses are free yeah, and is there is there good courses on there? Yeah, it's at full access to the site, so you can just go and like you can learn how to three D model. You can wow. learn how to use. I was I was poking around with uh, oh, there's like rendering for three D, mm -hmm. and he was, he was doing a lot of like blend mode You're stuff so that curious. I don't fuck around with <laughs> that much. Sorry, I shouldn't swear. No, right? yes, you should. Okay, you should do whatever. You I wasn't sure. I was like, oh no, I've been swearing. <laughs> no, that's that's how we, that's how it goes. Uh, yeah. So I mean, there's. I'm. I don't always have the patience to to listen to like a full one of those, but I think it's it's still neat that you can. Well, just the fact that you're spending more time on learning rather than whatever watching. Yeah, I think I think that's the ex my exception to it is if you're going in there and you're like learning or mm -hmm. you're like watching artists create. That's different. It feels well, different. One website I looked up recently, Skillshare. I think that's been. Oh, going I've around. heard of that. Yeah. What's that? But I mean, it's I think it's same idea as Linda. But to be honest, at least I'm at least I you know maybe spend ten minutes browsing through at least their concept art illustration stuff and i wasn't too impressed and well, maybe i just haven't seen them all but yeah. i i saw a lot of it felt like medium level ar artists and this right. is not to say that i'm good or anything it's just like i you know compared to going on art station sure. and seeing some crazy crazy right work, right right uh, yeah but maybe I, yeah. wouldn't get as much out of it 
maybe a younger version of yourself would get something along like that, maybe. But I wonder, yeah, how Linda is like, or one of those. Well, I f- what I found from Linda is that it's not hugely artist-driven or specific. But if you want to learn like weird technical stuff to yeah. do with our work, that's a great way to go. Or if you want to learn skills that y- are totally separate from this, mm-hmm. so like, you could learn how to. I don't know, operate like a MIDI and learn music production or something. I, I do have fun with that. But I <laughs> this is another thing about, like I mentioned before, learning that you're an adult. I remember having to stop playing music just because well, you not only choose so many things in life, but then also having like wrist problems. So I was like, okay, oh, now, now I have to That's quit. different, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then I had to actually If choose. there's like a physical barrier, yeah. then yeah, then you really do have to choose. I love music though. I, I'm, I have a feeling I'll one day go like, back. Yeah, I, I've sort of always sort of like thought of, I, th- I feel like, my dad will probably laugh for this, but like, I think my dad wanted me to be a musician. <laughs> <laughs> but why? Because that's what he loves. That's okay. his like, when he's not uh, doing woodwork, he goes and plays music. So that's awesome. I think he wanted maybe at least one of his kids to be like into music. You still got time, right? <laughs> In theory, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Uh, it's so much fun. It's it's. No, I still like it, and I'm I'm realizing more and more the the benefit of when I come home from work choosing to do something that's still creative but isn't within the same sphere mm. as what i've been doing and yeah. so yeah pursuing like hobbies i guess you'd call yeah, that yeah. that aren't art because mm-hmm. like if you I, I feel like sometimes i just do too much of the one thing and that's all it is that's all there is and then if i'm burnt out on that i don't don't do anything that's pretty good advice i think it's easy not to do anything if you expect yourself to do the same thing yeah and if yeah. that's not being if that doesn't if you're not feeling that then then there's nothing like that's you gotta have more stuff mm-hmm. right do you have any other good habits that uh, <laughs> you kind of help you out in that <laughs> sense i'm not uh, these are it's almost like i'm prescribing what i don't do because i need this i'm like giving I advice that, to myself yeah, yeah, yeah. right now i'm like oh yeah that's what you should do yeah, well, we just <laughs> talked about live drawing off the top <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here's what you should like yeah. do as i say not as i do <laughs> exactly yeah well, but any, anything else? Any oh, habits? Just you like general you advice? Or, yeah, sure. Or something that works for you. Mm. Oh, I should have thought about this beforehand. No, it's okay. I, I guess I put you on the spot. <laughs> uh, the crazy part is that this, like, uh, so far this conversation has been very free-flowing. And I, well, uh, myself as, like, learning this whole podcasting thing is trying to figure out the balance of, like, going with where you went to. And anyways, it was super cool. I'm just saying, I think... You, as we're we're kind of getting close to the time but i think there's so much stuff i did get into um let's see i just want to pick a good one (laughs) pick a good one well we still let's say you got like 10 12 minutes so but it it just what i want to say is that as i'm trying to figure this out because it's so fun but like where do you want to go one thing i really wanted to ask you though um uh is how was it part of being art breakers Um, oh yeah Actually, well, I think you should speak about the event, so I'm let sure. people know first, yeah. All right. Um, recently, a couple friends of mine uh, sort of coming out of um, VanCAF, which is the Vancouver Comic Arts Festival, uh, changed hands last year, and it became part of TCAF, like, as a network, which is really cool. Like, congrats to them. Mm-hmm. Um, it made their, their uh, whatever thing a lot bigger. Um, but it became, I think it became a lot more comics focused, or at least the initial intent was that that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the illustrators and artists that had initially been sort of part of Artbreakers as, or sort of part of uh, VanCaf as like our own little sub ecosystem within yeah. VanCaf of, of like the illustrators and visual artists in Vancouver as animators and whoever else had found somewhat of a little home there to like show our work and mm-hmm. table and everything. And then... 
that sort of shifted last year and everyone was like well now now what <laughs> and so a bunch of them got together and started did a bunch of planning and uh yeah and basically developed this this our own sort of thing mm-hmm. um art breakers it's sort of it's it's hard to describe it but it's somewhere between a convention and an art market yeah and yeah it's 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 just illustrators and artists tabling in a convention center showing showing what you've worked on the last year so last year was the first year but the quality of work in one room i've never seen that much like it is curated yeah top level work and it was pretty amazing yeah it's it's definitely curated it uh, to to an extent like it's just because of the amount of space logistics basically yeah exactly there's only 16 tables you got a jury it eventually so Mm -hmm. so yeah so so the first year was a test year for them they got a lot they're they're you know fairly well-known artists in town so they got a bunch of their like friends and associates mm-hmm. together to, to put together year one. Yeah. Um, it went really well, especially yeah. for the size that we were. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm doing this year again. It, I think it's in October. I'd have to, maybe you can link it later. Yeah, or something, yeah, but how, how, how was, how was it being involved in something like that? Have you done a similar event? Have you been to VanCaf? Well, I did mm-hmm. VanCaf. I've done VanCaf almost every year since it started. I'm mm-hmm. not doing it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause I think, uh, it was part of my whole plan to like not do too much outside yeah, yeah. of work. <laughs> Is that what you're doing now? <laughs> Trying not to? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I tend to overwhelm. I tend to work and then take on more jobs and so that my whole life is just work it's like learning how to say no huh? Yeah, yeah exactly and like honestly the last two years i've gotten better and better at it and i've said no to a lot of stuff this year i Very feel nice. really good about that because my great. life is a lot better <laughs> um but yeah so that saying no to van capitals or, or not choosing not to apply this year was one of those things mm-hmm. uh, just because i'm not super comics focused right now like, it's not what i'm working on it's yeah, not what yeah, i want to yeah. work on and so it's like, why would I join a comics festival if I don't want to make any comics? So uh, what can we expect from you for the October or September? One of those. I think oh, that's a good question. I mean, I, I, have, I have a couple prints that are like ready to be. P- I, have, I have some work that isn't in print form yet that I'm going to make into prints. Uh, I'm doing more of the enamel pins that we were talking about awesome. before we started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I have like a a series plan for that but i don't want it'd be more yeah, fun i gotta spoil it yeah i don't want to wreck it okay, good, yeah. uh yeah i don't know just sort of yeah just like art prints and i've i've toyed with doing stickers for a while but they're kind of expensive and mm-hmm. whatever so but you will just be like going more towards just illustration then oh yeah no that's it, it is an illustration show like that's mm-hmm. sort of the focus and so it's illustration show uh run by our artists for artists sort of it is pretty awesome, and uh, yeah, I, I was in, I was incredibly impressed. Like walking around that room, I'm like, wow, thank <laughs> you for letting me here, be uh, here. <laughs> that's how I felt just being the outsider. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you're you're. Did you get the email? Uh, no, but okay. hopefully I'll figure you're this out soon. Apparently, you're on the l- the list or whatever. Oh, well, so, yeah, I'm there you very go. honored. But it's actually <laughs> one thing I wanted to say is like, let's do a shout out. I don't know if the submissions are. Uh, it's not open yet. Okay. Uh, they're doing the preliminary, like whoever was in it last year cool. and like reaching out to a couple artists that they definitely want it. Like they want in mm-hmm. the show. And then, and then I think it'll be open call after that. Is it just artbreakers.ca? Something like that. Pretty sure. I yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Anyways, for double check that later. Yeah, if you're listening, <laughs> let's uh, yeah, just make sure to get on and check it out. And I think it's, I think it's September. I'm trying to get, uh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. September, October, somewhere in there. I should probably know all this info, but I'm not actually part <laughs> of the committee that runs it. I'm yeah, just yeah. sort of like a friend of, so uh, cool. I don't know. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, as we're kind of chatting about this, what are your thoughts on the Vancouver art scene? And you, I mean, you've been many places, lived at different places. Yeah. What's, your, what's your opinion? It's it's a really unique 
it's really unique because mm-hmm. I've I feel like um, overtly Montreal had a way better like systematic like established art scene and there's always stuff to go to and there's always art shows and like when you did like we I was part of an art studio sort of collective up there mm-hmm. and uh, we got like we got <laughs> we had a I remember we were doing this release party for a magazine and they they were they were sort of we had all these affiliate like we were sponsored like they gave us a bunch of free wine and all this like it's just like <laughs> like the kind right. of stuff that happens there is like we've never even seen but it's so much there's just so much of it that mm-hmm. it becomes this wash and you have no like what i discovered going out there is like oh yeah i'm gonna go like be an artist in montreal it's gonna be great and it was like being part of that community was really incredible but like you're you're invisible unless you're huge did you feel overwhelmed in that sense well i don't know about that but it's more just like there's so many artists there that you have to do some pretty you have to do something pretty massive to stand out in amongst so many other talent talented Mm -hmm. artists and but would you say that's a good thing or it can be good because it pushes you but it work for yourself yeah Yeah. but i think what what ended up happening is i was just so poor out there like i couldn't make a living Mm -hmm. so i moved back but so, but I was also like that was back when I was trying to be like a fine artist okay, and like to yeah, actually so just trying to like yeah. very different goals um, that's a tough one especially yeah. as a fine artist yeah no I was just trying to you know works. and I was doing painting and I wasn't and it was like the trend for for gallery shows back then was very like modern art abstract sort of or like installation you're saying that was a big that, that's what was big yeah like w- the the kind of shows I was go like going to versus the kind of work I was generating were really really different and I started to realize that it wasn't going to work out. <laughs> so, do you think you'll be back? I would love to go back. I, I mean, I love Montreal. It's an incredible city. It sounds pretty cool. I haven't yeah, been, but it's. Uh, yeah. I mean, I really loved living there. I really loved everyone I met when I was there. Like, sort of a really cool like art scene and stuff. But, but yeah, I think, I don't know. I think like for whatever reason, the kind of work that I do create works for for. Vancouver somehow yeah, yeah. <laughs> or works for the West Coast or I, d- I don't know what that is but uh, but I also feel like like in since I've moved into animation especially like I mm-hmm. found like an incredible but it's all very underground I think that's sort of what I wanted to talk yeah. about as far as the Vancouver art scene is that it's it's not overt like there's no access to the public necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. or the public doesn't have access to any of us that is definitely the challenge the connecting those that like, exactly yeah. and so I think that's like that's the art breakers and that's the events like that is really the only only interaction i've had this is like part of the motiv- motivation of it even for doing this i feel yeah. like but also i think there's groups of artists who don't even know one another too yeah like and i mean aiden gallery shut down yeah. i feel like that was like a pretty good like avenue City shut down yeah exactly so like Sad. there's all these various other like things that crop up that are really good outlets for it but they never seem to stick somehow <sighs> yeah i guess that's a fortunate part but then be finding creative ways to make something happen yeah, it's pretty exactly. fun in that way yeah, I think yeah. I think it I mean I, I know there's a, a ton of artists here I know that they want to like connect and do cool shit so mm-hmm. I mean Mural Fest has been huge for sure oh yeah That's for the amazing. city especially so <sighs> you know what's not cool we're not running out of time but there's so much to talk about <laughs> one thing I wanted to get into because your freelancers talk about that I think uh, I want to talk about a bit, a bit about the whole art business side world Actually, oh yeah like, I wasn't very good at it. No. <laughs> but let's talk about it if you want. Uh, let me see. Just because they're pretty big topics. Actually, one thing, I w- just as a, hopefully it can be a quick question. Do you, where do you go for news from the art world? Do you even look, is there such a thing? Art you news? know what I mean? Yeah, or something. I, I was thinking the other day, it's, 
for music, you know, there's like these music mm. blogs or publications, and I don't. That's a good point. I'm sure there's those places, but I, to be honest, I never pay attention Me to. Me either. Is it because it's so diverse? Well, I think there's that, and also like I'm not hugely tied into the like. I don't exhibit in a lot of. I feel mm. like there might be that sort of like connected avenue yeah. stuff. I was just so so surprised when I thought of that. It, it, it kind of yeah, you're that, right. Yeah, actually, like I really follow music really closely, and I'm able right? to sort of keep track of like trends and like what's going on. But I cannot. I've, but there's no like music is just as diverse as art. For as sure. art, I think it's just maybe it's just the way it's consumed. Honestly, my theory is that modern art ruined it all. <laughs> no, nobody wants to listen because the, the leading thing that makes. Uh, <laughs> But then you could say that about, I mean, you could say that there's like, people are saying that trap music ruined music, so like. Uh, That's not bad. Well, yeah, okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, uh, there's a lot of arguments, like, people people are always going to say whatever's new is ruining whatever's going on. Of course, of course. But I think it's more that the way that music is consumed is different. Yeah. And and maybe that's why it's easily, easier shared. Cheers. Um, uh, Oh, oh, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Well, um, we're uh, we're, wondering, we're getting some beers, but also we're wrapping up. Unfortunately, this is uh, uh, okay. So let's do this. I think you're just gonna have to come back. You're a super fascinating person. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> you, you joining the show. It's been really it fun. Super fun. Okay, answer a quick question. You have okay. to be quick. What advice advice would you give younger self before you went to post secondary? Oh, younger self. Um, what would I say? <sighs> I don't know. I could have. I could have benefited from more focus. I really, I really bounced around maybe too much, mm-hmm. like and and like in directions that I kind of knew weren't gonna be anything. But I was just curious. Was it worth trying though? Looking it's hard. Back? To, it's hard to say looking yeah. back whether or not that was like to my advantage. But but it. I would have gotten to where I am now a lot sooner if I hadn't have. You know what's funny about this is that you're telling yourself to focus even though. I mean, this whole time you spoke about how how much you like trying different yeah, things I and know. not focusing. <laughs> Again. I, yeah, I, I got you. I mean, I, I feel this, I feel similar way. <sighs> so awesome. Okay, so let's uh, tell people how they can find you, where uh, they can uh, uh, find your work. I'm at Tara Draw Stuff on pretty much all social media. So like Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram is all the same. Mm-hmm. And then my website's just. Uh, Tara Y. Williamson. Yeah, that's one thing I, I know. Tara I wish y. I could have got. There's a country music artist that has my like the full I name. I saw it. I went in her website and she has some sort of like ink artwork. I was like, first, is it her? No, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm not also a country musician. Well, unless you're hiding this. Nope. No. That's, nope. that's what a it's country, not my secret identity. Secret country musician would say if they're here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tara. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, so you'll be back and then. Right. Well, people, thanks for listening. This was super enjoyable for me. I hope you enjoyed it as well. For um, sure. It was a very good time. Uh, if you want to learn more about Creative Theory Podcast, uh, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Still don't haven't done Twitter. I don't really want to get Twitter, but don't do it. If I yeah, if people will force me, I'll, I'll get on there. Otherwise, um, thanks so much for listening. If you're going to be missing your art uh, dose, uh, tune in next Sunday at two for Snackcast because they're incredible people they're funny and they teach you stuff at the same time somehow i don't know how that formula works but it's amazing otherwise thanks for listening and uh see you in two weeks bye